And welcome to another edition of Calling the Audible. Season 15, apparently. Yeah, it is. We survived the Mal Bay. Yeah. We did. And we come back, uh, someone with the ring on the finger. It's Eagle. Eagle. Eagle's got a ring on his finger. Eagle. Why would I put a ring on my finger, though? That, that, that seems counterintuitive. I feel like it's you that's, that's getting the proposal. Anyway, uh, we're back. So congrats, Simo. Congrats, Simo. Congrats, uh, Eagle. Congrats, Eagle, who just engaged. I will say, though, lockdown 0-2 since the engagement, which we'll get to yeah. later in the show. Yeah, so uh, we are going to invite everyone for Eagle's wedding. Now we're looking at April 2024. Is that what yeah. it is? I have to figure out what my invite list will look like, then mm-hmm. pick a venue. We're going to go minimum 600 people, and so most of FPF will be invited. Well, most of the D will be there then. Easily, easily. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How about this? We just get all the teams that have beaten lockdown. Uh, they get an invite. Well, let's talk about the finalists who be locked down in the winter final. There we go. Five stars. They're there. Yeah, they could be the, the, the groomsmen. Yeah. I'll, I'll message Ryan Garbage. Sure. He wants to be your best man since yeah, he already Garbis. owns you. Yeah. Sure. Nice. <laughs> At least he won a ring. You know, it wasn't yeah. a, a championship ring, but a wedding ring. That's yeah. true. He, he bought his own ring. By the way, Mo, good job wearing green to a podcast with a green screen. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. <laughs> It's just warm in here. That's why. I find it to be very warm. Just wear another t-shirt. <laughs> ah, whatever. You don't, like, do you buy clothes or you just wear things that were given to you? No, all my clothes, I swear the FPS stuff is branding. That's all it is. But you don't need to brand on the show. Like, it's, it, it's, it's there. It's everywhere. It's, it's, it's there. It's in every corner and every square. I'm trying to show I'm a champion. You're trying to show yeah. <laughs> transparency. That's what you're trying to show. I know. Fair? Fair. Uh, Fair. By the way, uh, question for you guys. Yeah. I heard a great question this morning. Um, whoever has cereal, I don't know if you guys still eat cereal or not. Like twice a year. Right. Uh, but when you used to eat cereal. Delicious, though. So when you used to eat cereal, yeah. do you put the cereal first or the milk first? Oh, cereal mil- first. Milk first, you're, you're a psychopath. Yeah. You're, uh, you're a murderer. One third of people who, who answered this poll question said they put milk first, then cereal second. The uh, psychopaths. I, yeah. didn't so re- I didn't realize there were that many psychopaths, yeah. but there are. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, if you're eating cereal... Have it in chocolate milk. You're not eating something healthy anyway, so you might as well enjoy it with chocolate milk. Yeah. So just curious. So, so here's the closest example I can give that's not cereal. You make some pasta. What do you do first? Do you put the sauce in your bowl and then you put your pasta on Jesus top of Christ. it? Or do you put your pasta and then you <laughs> put Well, you tell me. I, I know what the protocol is. Uh, you tell what me. do you do? I Fine. Well, Rice I, and butter chicken. Pick one. But that's, butter chicken is not a real Indian dish, yeah. though. So, okay. Just answer for the, the pasta <laughs> thing. I, I Answer for your crimes. I usually put the pasta first in the sauce. Yes, like exactly. You, okay, not a psychopath. Great. Yeah. So okay, so it's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Yes, you put okay. the cereal first, and then you put the milk. Right. Right. Fair enough. Then. Yeah. No, it's you got to be a serial killer to do it the well, other. Uh, one of my friends is lactose intolerant, who so would eat his cereal with orange juice, and I said, "You are really crazy." Someone like, from the Foo Fighters uh, used to eat their cereal with uh, cranberry juice. I forget who it was from the Foo Fighters. Duke, once uh, our graphic designer, we make these wonderful sets. He once made me coffee with orange juice instead of water. It was atrocious. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. Did he know it was orange juice? Yeah, he just he thought it'd be cool. He, he was wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever tasted. I was gonna say I made craft dinner with uh, cinnamon flavored Bailey's once. That was interesting. Oh, I can see that. It's you are, you are uh, a cooking connoisseur, there. Eagle. But Katie's already kind of gross, so it, it works. Yeah. All right, let's dive into it. Um, we're, we're back. Thank you to uh, Brent and, and uh, what's his face? Iggy. Nice. For, <laughs> for it was a good show, too. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I enjoyed for it. Stepping in, the, uh, you know, stepping in for us as PZ was busy. I was busy with the Alliance and did a wonderful job. And uh, at least we know we have depth behind us. You know, if one of us go down, you know? Yeah. 
It's kind of like we have the Willy Beemans following when, us. When, when Moda finally decides to kill me. Although, although you put the sauce in first. No, you put the past. Sorry, you put the past in first. So therefore, you're not a murderer. So exactly. we're good to go. We're good to go. Well, let's dive into uh, the co-eds uh, yeah. that we're going to co-ed one as we are now almost at the halfway point through three and a half weeks of the season. So this will be a talking point for later. I've played one game. I know. Not crazy. just me. My team has played one game. I know. You're going to have a, like a, th- a boatload of games coming up <laughs> soon enough. Okay. I so I, I, almost at the halfway point of the co-ed one, I'm not really surprised that Easy Fun is, uh, is in first in control. No. Uh, they are definitely the cream of the crop when you look at the overall talent that they have. And going to the final six games for them and the final half for the Petite Fuck, we'll see what they do in terms of how they can control the narrative being the f- perhaps the first seed going towards the playoffs. I mean, to me, it's not even them two. It, it kiss, you got to consider Kiss My Outlaws um, as the top seed as well. But like Stephen Harper said, it's the first time he's thrown in quads. It's going to take him a second because the concepts don't work exactly the same way. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the top three teams essentially. So w- when you look at it right now, though, and you know, Kiss My Outlaws is a team that's only played three games so far, piece. So there's the pros and cons that hey, you played a lot of games, but guess what? The teams behind you may have games in hand. Are you in a comfortable position for Kiss My Outlaws that they can perhaps run the table, knowing that they have some real estate to work with to maybe get a top, at least number two, if not the number one seed, going towards playoffs? I think. Um yeah, I, I guess the, the one seed is fairly important because you want to avoid um, playing a top seed, one of the top three teams as, as much as possible. Um, so I, obviously that's that's super important. So the, I think the games against Easy Fun will be important. They already took a loss to Easy Fun in, in the second week of the season. Um, so that's uh, what we're going to have to monitor going forward. Like the, like I think that both of those teams are going to win sort of somewhere between seven to nine games. Um, and so the, those head-to-head games, I think, will be really important. I wonder for for uh, the bottom half, fifth squad and fast, not furious. Mm-hmm. They're almost at the halfway point. Four games play. They're both one and three. I don't know if they can factor in and, and become uh, threats towards the three and four spots. Given again, you have Kiss My Outlaws, who, as I said before, as you said before, top three team in that co-ed war one division this year. Well, like I, I don't think any of us expected uh, Stephen Harper to get his level of like this level of notoriety as a quarterback already in FPF. Like he's already what top 10, top 12 in the league. Yeah. You know, like we, we saw how well he did um, in, in winter. I know Div two was a, a bit of a stretch at that point, but like, he's only going to get better. Right. So like his trajectory is on the way up for sure. That puts them in a, in a stellar spot. So I do think it's a little tougher for teams um, like, uh, you know, Fitz fit squad and Fitz squad was just, in a final, right? Um, and Seth Glenn is throwing for them and stuff, as we know. So yeah. he's got he's got some history as well as a quarterback. And they have the, an excellent Russian Hugo Le Pen. Uh, but we've seen already Hugo Le Pen was they game planned against his abilities in, in in the finals, and it seems like teams are just more aware of of that as well. Uh, I feel like uh, on specifically for Fitzgerald, Lawrence Poimperin is, is underutilized on on that offense because uh, she's. Absolutely excellent and, and specifically dead, deadly in the, the red zone. I uh, hope to see uh, her get a little more targeted in that offense. Um, but, you know, there is there is some uh, discrepancy. There is, a, you know, Justice League is a team, they just beat Easy Fun. Yeah. They just handed Easy Fun a loss, right? And so yeah. I don't think any of us saw that happening. 
uh, he did so. Of course, Jeremy White wasn't there to throw, but Samuel Emil Pesha already the, he beat Kiss My Outlaws. He was a quarterback for that game too. So right. he's a this guy who. This can picture play. wasn't up last week, by the way, but this is the one we were referring to where we talk about the sick jerseys. Like these are really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I played against uh, I played against Crudley and and uh, and uh, Kevin Lubin in my first game, and they were wearing them, and I thought they were really sharp. Yeah, it has red on the back, the half and half jerseys. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Um, so like. When you look over at Justice League, you know, uh, they, they have Sarah Parker and they have the ability to, um, you know, use all, the, all of their pieces. We talked last season a lot about how Alex Laosh, um can help shape a defense. Um, and you combine his mind with that of another co- coach and Kevin Lubin. Um, you know, and then we're seeing already how, how players like uh, Joanny Bisson and uh, Richard Baudin Richard Baudin had an interception. She knocked away a pass. Joanny Bisson knocked away a couple of passes as well. So you, you're seeing the involvement of all their players um, really come together for for uh, Justice League in a game that, again, even with their backup quarterback, they're they're probably a little outclassed. And they'll play easy fun again uh, on the 27th of June. And, so and by that point, I think Jeremy White will be back. And I think there'll be a different storyline, you know, narrative to that yeah. game. Where but that said, like, like so I, I know Jeremy White is probably the top one of the top quarterbacks in the division, along with with Stephen Harper, said, but Sarah Parker's right there too. So it's not like they're not quarterbacked by a top level yeah, talent. Twenty TDs so far through yeah. four, and and I think for her it's a redemption story because it didn't play out well for her uh, in winter season for both the teams that she played for with with. Uh, well, she only was on the quarterback. She subbed in for for the yeah. for the men's team, but you know for the women's side, I know it's co-ed, but you know it didn't go according to plan. We all thought that that team would be up there, but it wasn't the case to be and. Perhaps this could be the revenge tour for her and, uh, and winning this spring season. And if you remember last year, uh, Pease, in the spring final, she lost in the final right? yeah. in the Coet. So there's a lot uh, on stake for her for where she wants to be. So Iggy put a question in, in the script today. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up because we yeah. talked a little bit about easy fun. Yeah, so Lori Willette, um, he believes that she could be the next great Female talent. Yeah, he was throwing around names like Jasmine Farmer, right? Like and that. Beauchamp as yeah, well. Th- these are these are top end talents that they're the already the, the first class of emerging stars in in co-ed and women's. And uh, Lori Willette uh, may be that that next piece. Um, you know, she's she caught a, a big touchdown against uh, Fit Squad for thirty one yards. Um, she's recorded a sack already. So, but like Iggy, having seen her, was telling me like. It's not just a stat sheet. It's it's the presence on the field. It's the, it's her ability. It's her her um, the, the collection of talent that she has. The, the the different things she can do make her be parti- make her particularly difficult to manage. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know we'll get to women soon enough in terms of what I saw from the women's league in, in the last week yeah. or so. But you know, we talk about some. I guess, I guess he was referring more in in co-ed too, where she's putting yeah, a bigger exactly. number. But but either way, like it's not just the stat sheet, right? It's, it's, exactly, it's, it's her it's whole it's overall game. It's the influence that she has on the game that, that yeah. makes her great. And so, I just think that this edition of the co-ed seasons one and two, uh, I think we'll see more uh, of the coming out parties for some of these. Uh, Fantastic athletes that we'll get to know more of, right? That come winter season, we're going to say, wow, this is, we're going to circle these 10 names that are the ones to look out for for the winter season when we expect to have a bigger co ed divisions for one and two going towards t- 2023. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I think, look, that, that's what uh, women's sports needs um, is uh, for us to support their star vehicles. And, and, and in this case, you know, 
we've built up that first generation of stars, right? And, and, and Jasmine Farmer and Sarah Parker and, and the like. And so it's nice to see that the next wave already making their way into the league. It's not even a passing of a torch. It's sort of an, an extending of the... What? Handing the, the, the baton. Baton! But they're still both holding it. They're not handing it off. So what's the thing that you keep holding on to and you add more to? It? It's like a barrel of monkeys. Oh, it's like a Olympic torch. You kind of... No, no, because it's not passing the torch because they're still there. Yeah, but the torch is still lit. When you, when you to- but, when you pa- but lighting the torch always refers to the next in line. Yeah, but the torch that was lit. No, but it's not with the... It's not with know, the but still. It's still it's okay, so it's, it's a figure of speech. Like, you know, it's like when you kill two birds. With one stone? Yeah, same thing. Can you do that? I... <laughs> You can get two birds still no ones. That's for sure. I think Rand Johnson can do it. Well, he's done it with one. Yeah, he's so. done it with one. I Slack. I, I would take it with the Hall of Fame until he does two. Is it like like touching someone with glitter on your hand where you keep the glitter, but now they also have glitter? Yes. Yeah, glitter. That's your, what it is. <laughs> you have so, glitter on your jacket. So it's not it's not like passing the baton. It's like glitter fingers. Yeah, Eagle had glitter on his jacket. Yeah, on, it was beautiful. Uh, on Saturday. Was where did, it, where did it come from, by the way? AA came from the my store? plus one. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm like where, the hell, where the hell did Eagle go with his jacket? Like, to the strip club down the street? Yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on there? Please welcome Glitter Girl. Yeah, nothing like nothing like a breakfast strip club. <laughs> nothing beats that in yeah. Bay. All right, uh, on to the women. So, I- I've seen Red Nation play um, last Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good game for Allison Sable, and now she was a quarterback. And Villa's a good team. The very young team. But Villa's got some players. Speaking to Tara Marakic uh, about it, that there are some players who are going to go play like high-end stage of football, flag football for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, For Momo and some bigger powerhouse teams. Well, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But I was just going to say that for, for Red Nation, I'm, I'm a bit – I agree with Eagle's point. I'm uh, sorry, Iggy's point that I am disappointed by their start. I know they're one and one But against the Villa team and now with them being strangers – they need better quarterback play. They, they got talent on that roster. And I, I recognize some of the names that I've seen them play, you know, other sports. They have talent to work with. But I just think that reading the field for Allison Sable has been a little bit tricky for her, where she's seen something open up and then it's not there anymore. So she's got to trust her reads and trust yeah. her receivers to make plays. So uh, we watched her play in the finals, uh, the first ever women's final that we broadcasted. Um, or the f- Sorry, the first ever women's Finals, yeah, no, it's true because the first yeah. season we cut cut by COVID, yeah, yeah. So it's the first ever women's road show it was a blast, but uh, we got to see Allison Sobel in person, and there was her holding the ball on some of her reads. There was struggles with the accuracy. A lot of that has to do with holding the ball too long, where the the window's closing and she's forcing it, or uh, she's not <coughs> resetting her feet uh, because she's staying with the read too long. Um, but we also saw a lot of catchable balls dropped, and that seems to still be the issue for Red Nation. And look, they, they got their points off of pick sixes. Mm-hmm. so Which was, th- they kind of had some of that last season too. Yeah, and, and you, you can't rely on your defense to continually produce points. Maybe field position, yes. Real estate, yes. But not points. And if they're going to be in that conversation with Villa as being one of the top teams, they need better quarterback play because you got Gigi Cabillo-Abante, who has been a winner in past years. Yeah. That is a really good receiver. Bartholomew is a really good receiver. Uh, Arujo is a, is a solid option four for that offense, and against a stranger team who I've yet to see, who, who I will see coming up in Laval in the next week or so. Um, a win's a win. I'm not going to take that away, but it's not a win that can ooze of confidence to say, "Yeah, we're back on track to get ourselves focused to be a team back in the finals." Hopefully, uh, come August 14th for the finals. 
yeah, it was it, it wasn't as convincing a win for a team that, uh, as you mentioned, has a lot of talent. Um, and our very own uh, Lamise Aljundi plays on that team as well. Um, so you you would think that um, their experience, their knowledge, and their talent would be enough to put away strangers by more than uh, five points. But the, there are some kinks to work out. Um, and it, we, you know we mentioned it starting with the quarterback, uh, but it, it's more than that. It's, it's a holistic approach that needs to be uh, to be looked at. Strangers are a team that we thought were going to struggle coming into the season. Yeah. So it's cool to see them go toe to toe, and essentially they they forced they forced Red Nation to have to win it on defense, right? Because they weren't allowing Allison Sobel to do with what she wanted. Um, Cassie Levy got two interceptions in her own right. Um, and they basically controlled the first half, and Red Nation had to come from behind. Yeah, you know, and, and for Villa, uh, seeing their first game, I, I was impressed, but this is going to be one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams, like the good Jake Cutler, the bad Jake Cutler. The, the youth but is they're you, they're young. Is, is part of that, They're right? very young. They're, they're a high school team, practically, if not yeah. most, if not all. But I, I do like what Gino DeFazio is building up with that core. And I know, and I have to go back to week one because I know it's, it's still in the past, but they're going to play each other, Red Nation and Villa, on Monday nights. Yeah. That's a good game. It's going to be a good game because there was an underlying storyline. There's an underbelly storyline that popped up in that matchup towards the end of that game, with Villa having this game wrapped up. They picked off Sobel once again and got the ball down to the five yard line. Mm-hmm. Referees asked him, "Do you want to end the game?" Because there was, I think, like two plays left or whatever it was at the time. Gino's like, "No, I want to play it because he wants to give his backup quarterback reps." Which is fine. And Red Nation was not happy about that. See, <laughs> the way to do it is to explain why you want to play the place, but always ask the opponent, would you like to play last place? Right? Oh, and they played it, and yeah. they weren't happy. But I'm saying, if he, if he yeah, reaches yeah, out yeah. and explains it to the other team, rather than just telling the ref, yeah, this is what we're doing and why, Yeah. If, and, and give the, the opposing team the choice. I think that's the sportsman play right there. Yeah, and, and maybe it's karma because LPM beats them up pretty badly, 37-6. to six. And I'll, I hope to see them play soon, LPM, in the coming week or so. But that's what you're going to get, right, for a Villa team right now that's going to learn the ropes that maybe not this year, but in a year or two from now when they're a little bit more mature physically, mentally from where they are from an FBF experience that they become. But I think that, like, the coaching from Gino Devizio will help that too. Like, they're not a team – they're a team that's coached, right? So yeah. regardless of who the coach is, it's going to help you develop in that way. Right. Whereas if you're a team just sort of learning on your own, it does make it harder. Yeah, and also, the, by the way, they were in exams, so I wonder if that might have factored in that the fact that they're focused on their academics than playing flag football, so we'll see yeah. how that plays out. But it, it should be fascinating. That Monday game, I'm circling on my, my calendar. That's it. We, we also saw a women's team, a women's high school team dominate in women's two tier two in the winter season, right? Yeah. And that just that be incredible in the finals. It was one of the be- the best displays of flag football I've seen in my life, men or women. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the you know, depending on their their level of experience, they might still be that kind of team. It's just a, a matter of showcasing them on the field. Yeah, I did, again, like I said, they they got some good ballers on that Villa team, and I can't wait to see them in round two. Yeah, Lorena the points really impressive. Yeah, she really is. But that that round two game is going to be fun to watch because I want to see if Red Nation has that edge and it required to beat them because they got manhandled. Uh, uh, two weeks ago in Laval. Lady handled. Lady handled. Person handled. Sorry. They got handled. They got handled. They got dominated. I got, I got, I kept catching myself when I was doing the broadcast for women's when I was talking to, uh, before the broadcast, I was talking to Marie-Lou and, uh, yeah. and Sarah. I kept saying, you know, like, just 
like we do colloquially guys hey guys and it's yeah. like it's not like i there's not an there's not an equivalent i don't think when you're talking to women no even when i call basketball games yeah uh you know man-to-man defense and i always catch myself saying okay i can't i gotta use a different word yeah so, it's for a long time sports have been yeah. male dominated and that's and the verbiage is indica- indicative of that right so i always say shadow defense sometimes yeah that's, that's that's not bad actually. I've never heard that, but it's yeah, pretty good. Shadowing defense there. Okay, on to Division E, and this has been one of my favorite divisions. And I told you off here, E and D have been the most compelling storylines so yeah. far that I've witnessed. Uh, score keeping their games. I've been writing E and uh, sorry, I've been writing D, and I've been having a blast. Right. So I, I'm I'm with you. The the, the bottom of the sh- divisions are a lot more fun. Intriguing. Yeah, there's intriguing. more teams, right? More storylines, more characters yeah. and stuff. And look, people have been asking for playoff format. That will be unveiled at some point, I would say, in the next week or so. Whenever we decide to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. In the coming week or so, that it will be unveiled from the league. Yeah. Uh, so please stay tuned, and we'll see what happens. But here, I want to talk about this team that I've scorekept, I think, three of their games so far. Mika FT. Uh, they're off to a good start in Division E. Uh, they are now 3-1 at this point of the year, albeit though they beat some weak teams. But they did beat Black Label but I like this roster as composed of the of the quarterback play down to the receiving core. Yes, Eagles. I love how they have the Ace of Bats as their logo. That's amazing. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're you know what they're. Eagle, can you describe what the team name means to Mo? Uh, no, I don't think sure. I will. No problem. The fact that this passed the censor, I, given I, it's an Rob, Italian word, yeah, is already beyond. Rob, stop checking for team. Yeah, names. don't worry, we can bleep it out. We don't have to check for this one. You know this word. Yeah, I know. Like it's not even it's cl- it yes it's clever but it's not that clever. <laughs> it's not hidden at all. No, like the minge was hidden. <laughs> but unlike like, the minge, the minge was hidden. Like Adam Antel is a really good quarterback. I, I, I he's got his flaws. He has his flaws, but he he hasn't shown them yet. Maybe against better competition, it will expose. It'll be exposed. But in a game that it was against Black Label and even against Pill Takers, where they were kind of feeling the stress, like the the, the vice grip was being thrown by the opposition. He made some clutch throws. And I, one thing that I love about the receiving core this year is Matthew Nice and what he's done so far this year. 17 catches, 237 yards. He's been a stick mover for first downs this year for that offense. He's, he's unassuming. Yeah. You look at him physically, like, okay, who's this dude over here? Glass. But he's, he's been good since he's got here. We don't like talk about him, though, right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's a really – I've written about him a few times in, in the, the Div, I guess, six articles. Or, yeah. Because they were largely, I think, they were, if I'm not mistaken, they were demons in previous season. Um, so Adam Antel, the biggest issue, just getting back to Adam, is the consistency. Is that, yeah, he's got 13 touchdowns, but that's in four games. And last season he had 26, which it's fine. It's just it's not quite enough to really be uh, dominant, right? Yeah. Um, as we we say all the time in the playoffs, especially you need to score five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. And when you when you're putting up 26, when you're putting up like 13 through four games, you're not quite getting it done at that level but I, so I do like there's, there is some game management that i think he needs to learn i do like their iq though because they're they're well aware you know di- look div e and div six teams are not aware of rules but these guys are somewhere yeah. you know but these guys are like had to tell they're like hey can we you know we know what this rule is all about but the point i'm bringing up with these guys that um a guy like michael nudo the rusher he's had some big moments on defense rushing the quarterback he has six sacks this year had some big moments against Black Label, you know. And at three and one, I know they're they're kind of ahead of the gun here in terms of games played here, and, and the LPC will catch up to them for games played for. But I think right now, piece on that side of the division of the conference, they might be the favorites going towards the final five games, and perhaps if not a one, definitely a two seed going towards. I, playoffs. I, don't, I don't agree. Um, 
I've I've seen this group for a while. I think they're very good. I think they're improving at a great rate. Um, I think they're good, but going to be matchup dependent because of the scoring. But I don't I, like. I don't trust the pill takers. They're not a good. They they're a, a bunch of tackle guys playing flag pill football. talkers. You mean pill talk? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, yeah, they're a bunch of tackle guys from John Abbott playing. They're, they're like they're nice guys, but you know they don't understand the game of flag football. Yet. Yeah, I, I think uh, Scranton Stranglers are going to figure out, figure it out at some point. Um, they're despite the fact that uh, Iggy Magnus is playing pretty decently, um, the defense hasn't stopped anything, um, and then he's put too much pressure on himself and it's causing turnovers. So ideally, if he can, if they can play sort of complementary football, which just means playing football properly, I I always hate that term, but um, yeah, if the defense can play properly as well. Um, the other thing is uh, penetrators. Penetrators, th- they have a rivalry already with the the parts of Minky FT that uh, I can't believe I said that on a podcast. Uh, that are uh, part of uh, the like I said that demons team. So yeah, they, the the demons penetrators rivalry eagle. We talked about and that's this is the third season we're going to be talking about these these two groups of teams going at each They'll other. They'll play each other week eight, week six, by the yeah, way. And it'll be a, it'll probably be the most entertaining game. That uh, either of these teams play, like oh, and, it, I, and I get that game. game. I get the game on Tuesday, uh, July twelfth. Amazing, perfect. So definitely, we do that. need to cover that on the show. And we will. So yeah. I think, I think on that side, of the, the, the the I think the first of all, the the other side of the bracket um, is Conference up. B is stronger. Yeah, and I think Conference A is up for grabs because I do think as as good as Mickey FT have been, they're very matchup dependent, and they have not yet faced. Um, a team like the the only the only loss they have is to Scranton Stranglers who put up thirty points. So I, I other like I think they're going to struggle to put up thirty points most weeks. I know they put up forty four the first week, but but that was against that uh, was against a weak team against well, TB Elite. A TB, a TB Elite uh, in their f- in their first game in a first right? game in pissing rain, uh, late to the field. So they were down. And they got three points. Yeah, too, they, yeah, I think got like eighteen points out of it right away. We'll talk about TB Lead afterwards uh, because they have score kept two of their games so far. Nice guys, but still learning the game. Okay, so Vic in the Box. I know, I know you're big fans of Vic's in the, Vic in the Box. So, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, Iggy, that's what I was looking for. Iggy was throwing rose petals to Nick Richard as a quarterback. He's good. He's good. <laughs> he didn't show it against uh, in their win on, on, on Thursday in, in Brossard. Yeah. Against um, Vin Diesel. Oh, uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, I expected that score to be a little a little different. When Diesel looks to be pretty solid overall, uh, Vic and Box came out of a game scoring a, a ton. Um, the but they barely they barely move the ball though. Pete. Yeah, like, they 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 had issues. Like like when I see Max Bira targeted five times and only get one catch, I don't think it's drops because I don't think Max Brewer's dropped four passes in his life. No, but, right? but so like, Richard rolls to his left and keeps himself one option on the left side. I yeah. Don't get it. So, but that's common in Div Div E, Div 6. Like the quarterbacks need to stay in the pocket a second longer. You know what I mean? Like you have more time than you think. Make your reads. And then you can have design rules, but you don't roll to the sideline. You want to design your role to like basically be hover over where the slot was yeah. and then have three reads in that window, ideally, if, you, if you're using design rollouts. Um, that's that's something I think that he can develop. He, I like his natural ability, which I, I think something Iggy and I both see. 
but he's not fully there yet as a play caller. He's not. He doesn't read the field uh, at a particularly high level. He's a one read running quarterback at this point. So he just does it well, and he has a good. Games? He has a good core around it. Well, the next four games are not going to be easy. Penetrators coming up. That's a tough one. QB roulette, which we'll talk about. Strong defense. I think they're they're is better than QB roulette. As a, as a, well, Zachary Albert Gills is going to rush the bleep out of him. You know, yeah, but so Zach Al- Zach Al- uh, Zachary Albert Gill is a very good contain rusher. I think Nick Richard is a touch too fast for him. And then f- for whatever reason, and Eagle, you might have to look at this. this is him good, he's going he's going to prove me wrong. And get six sacks though. By the way, like yeah, he he had, five. He's against, going to he had five against Mountain Goats. Um, there we go. Is there a reason why Vic and the Box are playing the Roman guards? Praetorian. Yes, and this is not the only team that happens to. If you notice on the previous one, Pillow Talkers are going to play Amin KFT twice as well. In week seven, they're playing them. This is because preseason, there were two other teams registered for Division E who decided uh, post-deposit time that they didn't want to play this season for whatever reason they came up with. And so it was a scramble to try and adjust some of the games. And basically what we did was try and find some of their opponents and match them against each other. And in the process, we got double matchups for some teams because it was unavoidable. So I will say, though, like for the that. teams that, that dipped, thank you for the money. <laughs> because paid, once you commit to play, you got to pay. for Mal Bay. Let's put it that way, yeah, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. thank you paid, for, paid for, uh, for allowing me to be able to submit my expense report to Rob. Exactly. Mal Bay was uh, well kept. Um, yeah. So, so Vic and the Box have four big games coming up. Yeah, the, the, look, um, I think they're about the same level as the Penetrators, maybe a touch better. Um, I think they're better but than they need And I think, I think Praetorian, well, that's the thing, is they, they need to have their full team there. That's, that's to. going to be, because it's already a small roster to begin with. But Craig Browning, uh, Max Bira, uh, Nicholas Sanchez are very, very good. Browning's hurt, though. He didn't play last game. Who's hurt? Brown, Browning. Brent Bakken got a oh, big okay, INT at the end of the game to seal the deal. Well, Brent Bakken had to come in and play for this team. Hey, you know what, though? Like, Indivy experience matters, right? So if you can read a concept and be in the right spot, yeah, like it, it, it doesn't take game-breaking speed to make a play. No, it doesn't. But It takes knowledge. I, I, I'm just curious because to hear what uh, Iggy said and to see the, the display, I'm like, woof. I got to see more of a sample size from him before I can – Say yeah, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, and then we'll see. Those four games will tell us if he's a legit quarterback. So QB roulette, speaking of quarterbacks, QB roulette, um, good team. Nice. They guys. were gonna follow the order of the wheel, which by the way, before, when we're, no, with, they weren't actually, which is the oh, they weren't. Thing. No, so I know the story of. Can this. we so can, last week, can we make it a forfeit? Last week we had uh, the quarterback wheel for roulette going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it was going to be uh, Zachary Alberts Gill. As well as, oh man, I can't remember who exactly it was. Uh, I don't remember. doesn't matter. Anyway, whoever it was. But then uh, Zach got COVID, so couldn't go. And the other quarterback didn't make the game, essentially. So they ended up going with the two quarterbacks of which the wheel selected, uh, which I can't even remember. Honestly, guys, like five minutes after the show's done, it's done. We, we, we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is, uh, so they actually is the did website do done for anybody else? No, website's no, rolling going, man. We are coasting along here. But the thing is, they've gone with like four quarterbacks so far. That'd be Yes, fair. we know that. We talked about it last yeah. week. So it wasn't a name. It's, it's, it's it a was, name. It was a plan. Like, that's what they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I know, because I school kept their game, and I was like, man, I got to change the quarterback every two plays here. But but is that – are you okay with that if, if you are on that team? Would you want a quarterback that you want to get comfortable with and moving forward? Um, I mean, so 
because of my injury history, for example, I tend to have another person who can throw on my team. Mm -hmm. Often it's willpower. Um, He's very powerful. He is. He is. Um, But like, it's still understood that like the best build for the team is with him as a receiver, right? Because he's a dominant receiver. He's got receiver. that power surge. He, yeah. Uh, we're talking about his penis, right? Um, but yeah, so he has his penis surge. And the thing is, is that I, this is a team This is a team that uh, doesn't have, I don't think, a true starter. So I think it might hurt them in the playoffs. They need a power name. Yeah. That's not related to the team we're talking about, though. <laughs> So we need to get you back on track. <laughs> and try to get you on that. Never, never. Because <laughs> they would require me listening to another person, for role, sure. which will never happen. But as you are saying before, in terms of what they need of the roster, though. It's just like, like, like we saw it this week. So we've seen it and it works, and that's great. This time around, it didn't. Uh, I love the concept. I worry that by the end of the season, you don't have enough reps with anybody to be successful if you do make the playoffs. You're taking away reps from quarterback yeah. who might be of deserving that, of that position. That said, Eagle, let's find out who's playing for the, who's playing QB for them this week. Oh, I don't have the, re- the Jeez, will ready. How, like, what did you think was going to happen at the end of that? Uh, I figured we did that joke once and we're not going to do it no, again. No, we're going to drive it into the effing ground. Bleeping ground here. That's what we do on Calling the Audible. Get that wheel ready. Let's do it. Yes. Sorry, Eagle. I know you had your pinnacle moment on the weekend here, but you, get, you have to get back to reality yeah. now, my friend. Like, listen, Lovebird. You got to do your job. He's just getting lazy now. He, he, I know. Engagement yeah. ring is on. He's like, oh, oh, nice. See, look how smart I am. It's still there. Perfect. <laughs> he, didn't close the, he didn't close the window. Nope. So are we going to pick the quarterback for yeah. this week? The two, the two of them. The first one is going to be... Oh, Vincent. I can't read the last name. Vincent Barcelou. Vincent, you're the first QB. Well, before you spin it again, if we land in Vincent again, do it. Do he it plays the down. whole game. Okay, here we go. Yes, that's the rule that is, man. You don't know. Here you we might, go. You might hit red twice. And oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, it is Vincent again. Hey, full game by Vincent. That's what the roulette has decided, guys. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they actually do it. Right. We'll see if we'll see if they do it or if they're cowards. Those are the only two options. Minimize that uh, roulette wheel. Again. Yeah, just keep it around. Yeah, exactly. Hovering around your desktop. Um, so, words of advice for TB Elite and Mountain Goats. Two new teams in the league, and um, I've score kept TB Elite their first two games. A high school team about to go into Sejap. Uh, unfortunately, they've had a bit of, uh, of a rough go. I know they had a fourth foot win on on Sunday against uh, Black Label due to a quarterback uh, cap being busted by a Black Label. But one thing similar to every team, and you guys know very well, when, you, when you're a new team in this league, yeah. you always experiment with quarterbacks. But the problem with these guys is that they're experimenting with quarterbacks almost every play. Yeah, you can. You need to, you need to make a decision and commit. For a game or two, and make a decision to see if that's going to be your, your quarterback moving forward. Um, I have a little bit of advice, and hopefully they're listening to the show. First of all, you can reach out to any of us, to myself, to Iggy, to Mo, to Eagle. We're all super happy to help. Eagle and I actually take pride in trying to help new teams. Uh, so if you have questions about defense, for example, Eagle's a great resource. If you have questions about offense, uh, despite my – every single player on your team is more talented than I am. The only reason I'm a Division C quarterback is I'm a, a very good play designer, so I will help you. I'll help you call some plays. In previous, uh, in last season's articles, if you go into the archives of last season, um, there is 
my uh, Division Six article, which every week I I not only chronicle the division, but I I had a graphic designer design a play that that is called typically an FPF, and I broke down how to read that play. So it's not just that that play mode. It's not just the play art. Mm-hmm. It's to teach them how to understand how to call, how to run that play, how to call that play. Um, if you look at uh, Ignacio Manzanero, Iggy Magnets, he's running this offense in Division E. If you look at Marc-André Desolnier, he's running that offense in uh, Division D, for example. Right. Um, I- across all divisions. The, the, these are, are concepts that work in Division One. They work in Division Two, Division Three. So it's the same game uh, played at various levels through the division. So it does work. Um, don't take... You have more time than you think in a pocket. Don't take as many deep shots as you think you need to. And learn to play zone defenses, and we can help you with all of that. We're happy to. We'll even come to the field um, to help you if you uh, feel that would help you. We'll, we'll be there. We'll, we'll take time of our, our schedules and be there to help because I think it's really important. Because the, the, the quicker you start to see success, and not even in wins, but just to be competitive in games, the more you'll enjoy the, the league. And they got to stick with Brett Goldenberg as their quarterback. He is Why? their best You've option. seen them, so I'll let you. Uh, he is their best this option is which team? Which uh, of the for team? a TB elite. Okay. He is their best option at quarterback for his arm, his accuracy. And they're like, oh, they, they said to me, we need a mobile quarterback. I go, no, you don't. And Dylan Taylor was actually efficient in the, the game. I go, look at this guy over here. This guy plays high yeah. level. He's not mobile. And Dylan's like, I'm not mobile, but he's got to learn how to read the field. That's I, I am the least mobile player in the history of yeah. the league. But the, all, in fact, all the quarterbacks I described. Or even if we talk about it, like we talked about earlier in the show, Stephen yeah. Harper saw it, right? Right. Doesn't have a, a particularly strong arm. Um, right. Not mobile. Rashti bin Ablicator, another example of that, right? We talked about him in, the, in previous episodes. Exactly. Got by with just intelligent play design and and the practice of, of reading progressions. That's all it is. That's all this game is. And just a FYI here, uh, Eagle, I uh, just want to borrow you again here. Yep. Um, so on the team page for TB Elite, mm-hmm. they only have one player of quarterback stats when they had a whole bunch that threw in the last couple of games. Just letting you know, FYI. Uh, okay. It probably has the process. But the game was on Sunday. It probably has the process. That takes 24 hours. Did you give them a uniform violation? You guys corrected it, though. You sh- it's popping up on the, on yeah, the box score. Yeah, I corrected it today. It's going to take 24 hours. Oh, thank you, Eagle. Took you that long, huh? Well, no. It's well, the if the scorekeeper the doesn't day. give the violations immediately, I'm maybe. I'm protocol. I'm protocol. Coward. Who's the team that I said was... Co- okay, you're as cowardly as, as QB Roulette. Exactly. All right. On to Div D. And uh, we got a huge fight coming up. Well, huge football game coming up this weekend. Huge football fight. Yeah, huge football fight in the game. Uh, Glory Boys kiss my vultures. Uh, the two best teams, perhaps, in Division D. To be clear, let's hope it's not a fight. No, no, it won't be a fight. Yeah, no, they're they're the two good teams. They're two good guys, a yeah. uh, group of guys playing this team here. So... Kiss my boys, uh, kiss my vultures and glory boys. Four no at this point here. <laughs> kiss my boys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I've score kept kiss my vulture and seen our, our homie play for them. Well, he's on the team. He's not normally the quarterback. No, he's not. But but he, he actually showed uh, some ability. Our boy Iggy Magnus. Yeah, as he's really good. And I, I put in, the, in our group thread the sl- super slow mo throwing motion. It, it's pretty good. But my biggest concern for Iggy, which I brought up to him on on our our day of scorekeeping, he always looks right. Like he's afraid to go left. Like he threw, he threw the one time he threw left, it was a for a touchdown, ironically enough. But yeah, he's a right-handed guy going to the right side and not trying to read the field as a whole. Um, 
not a Beyonce fan, clearly. <laughs> no, he's not. I think this has to do with a couple of things. I think that's it's more specific to Kiss My Vulture because it's not a team built around his abilities no. and it's not a team he's thrown to a lot. So he's probably just choosing the side with the stronger receivers. Um, and also, uh, he's uh, a quarterback who doesn't set reset his feet easily. So if he's already setting to go right, he doesn't reset to go left uh, with great ease. Uh, that's why he'll he'll run sort of a lot of flood concepts and make decisions on and make it difficult for the defense to to uh, manage right so that's what he tries to do um he's been very successful at it so far uh i will say for example the game against santal um i'll explain i i actually wrote this part of my article already so I'll, i i explain in great detail uh there's things centaur does for example on defense that Lockdown, who lost to them yesterday, should have taken really? advantage of. Yeah. Um, uh, look at the disdain on Eagles. And face. and even in talking to to Iggy, he came back to me. He's like, yeah, you know, says, to be honest, there's a lot more that I could have done to attack what they were doing on defense. But first, you know, he's just he's developing his skill not only as a quarterback but as a, as a person who manages the game, right? Like that's an important component right. of the game. We're not saying the pejorative game manager. We're talking about someone who manages the specific moments in the game appropriately. Um, and so. That's it. The team is also built for Dave DeAndre. And Dave DeAndre, he's coming off a championship season. I think this is a really good core around him. Uh, Alexis Dubois, uh, James Rysdale, Steve Besner. Phil Roberts. You know, Phil Roberts. This is, this is a good team, like top to bottom. And uh, when you have Iggy as a receiver, of course, you, you, you have that too because he's, he's a good receiver Six as well. Six of 13 as a pass catcher. Yeah, that one time. It was a really, really rough uh, showing. On know. the flip side for Glory Boys, you look at their receiving core. Yeah, Jason uh, Cassandra and, and them boys. Well, you know, you got uh, Venturino and, of course, Moniz, who have now done very well. They're 24-25 for 11 touchdowns. So when you look at Kiss My Vultures and their defense, a guy like Aftel Martin is going to be key for them, oh, I think. my bad. I put Jason Cassandra on the wrong team. That's right. No yes, problem. Massimo Moniz was the guy yeah. – was the actual person I was thinking of. Massimo Moniz. 14-14 so far, 100%. Perfect. He's, he's really, really so good. So there's a guy like Aftel Martin become a big factor for the defense because yeah. he's their best cover corner – uh, at his age, to that would be on assignment of, of babysitting this guy on Thursday in Laval. I think I think he's uh, probably gonna be focusing on Massimo Moniz. Uh, Massimo Moniz is a guy he gets a lot after the catch, and you use him a lot of different ways. Whereas the top, well, based on the few times I've seen him play, Antonio Venturino is the big play receiver. Um, Massimo Moniz is the all-around receiver, so I think uh, Martin gets that matchup. Um, I don't know. That said, like they're a very zone-heavy team, so it'll be more concept, more concept than matchup in a sense. Uh, but I think a lot of the pressure comes down to Russia because uh, Michael Hiotis is really good at running the ball, but he's also really good at uh, throwing on the run. One IT so far this year, I think. Or three, three, three. A big play, but yeah. whatever. Like he's he's got a rushing touchdown. He's thrown for uh, for nineteen, so he's he's twenty to three. That's a great. Great ratio for four games. Almost 7-1 to one practically here. With and he's averaging the key five scores a game. Which, you know, for Kiss My, uh, uh, Kiss my Vultures. Oh, you mean, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, could they put up 30-plus points? Yes. Yeah. He, but with Dave first of all, DeAndre they did they with a backup quarterback. Right, but with Dave DeAndre, they can. But if, if Iggy... Iggy say, put up 37 against Blue Dreamers yeah, as but, quarterback. Right, but for all intents and purposes, this is a, a, this is a much more younger team. A more agile team with uh, better athletes to work with. So then who? Then Blue Dreamers? 
No, I'm talking about the Glory Boys. The I understand, Amazon. but I'm saying Kiss My Vulture put up 37 against Blue Dreamers, yeah. who are insanely young and talented. Yes, but... They're not playing well, but they're talented. But if he keeps with the script of this going to his right only, can he do that? Though? Well, no, I don't think... But that's I, I think, the point, right? But again, I think Dave DeAndre will be playing next game, and that's not an issue. I hope not. Because, because also, again, the receiving core gets better when you have when you have Iggy there as well. 6 of 13. So trap stars that's that's how good he is. Yeah, Even though he only caught six, and he dropped seven passes. I think three of them went clean, for touchdowns. Clean drops. He's still effective. He is definitely. So trap stars Lassite and and for this long, um, they are probably the best teams in their division, maybe in the in their own conference, but maybe in the entire division, because look, I I score cap trap stars against Lassite yesterday at Loyola, and the trap star defense was phenomenal. They they like. The scoreline says that they won by a score, which is true. But they were up 12 nothing, and Lassite pulled off a miracle to get a pick six and changed the game's complexion and brought it down to four plays, which they lost. So I look at these three teams. They have their strengths. They have their weaknesses. Trap Stars in particular, I love their defense. Mm-hmm. Tenacious, smart. They, they, are, they, they have this auxiliary defending where they come in groups and they yeah. take out the ball, uh, the ball carrier. My biggest concern about them is the Cooper Young is great with when he's on on the run, but he's got to figure out how to diversify his playbook. I disagree because there was I throws disagree. that he made over the middle yeah. that 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 were. I don't think sailed. that's a playbook issue though. I th- I think that's just inaccuracy for someone who's not a natural quarterback. But here's the thing though, when I say that, a guy like Namer who came out with clutch plays in the first half had some drops in the second half. They got to figure out how to get that guy to open up everything else for the rest of the team, whether it is for the best here in the FPF world, in my mind, Kyle. In my mind, Kyle. Um, so I completely disagree with you, because, mostly because you're wrong. The reason uh, <laughs> that I just, the main reason I disagree, though, is they have uh, six players with double-digit targets. Um, he throws to everybody. It's a concept-based offense where he's making choices. Uh, Eagle can speak to, having played against that offense, how difficult it is to manage his playbook. It's When they lose, it's it's never because the game plan was poor. It's never because they weren't ready. It's never because of the, 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 the plays that are drawn up. It's the execution. And it's just he's not a natural quarterback, so he's learning – how to throw on the fly. And, and what I mean how to throw is like how to throw with the rusher in your face, how to make a throw and run, how to, how to sit there and make, and make a throw around the rusher, like all these sort of uh, finite details, these fine details about, about the, the game. And, of course, we also know that they're not always going to have Ryan Garber this No, season. he's not there. He's going to miss. Right? Uh, so, he's, he may so not like, be eligible for playoffs. That's it. But given the fact that he, they're attacking with all these different receivers, I think that makes them really dangerous. Eagle, what do you think like, regarding who's right about this, about their playbook? No, Minimal. absolutely, it's you. I mean, the the playbook is actually quite good, and it's just the execution aspect, right? If you just, it relies, but the the playbook relies so much so heavily on execution. Oh yeah, exactly that. And if you have a defense that can pick up on the trends and really try and put pressure in the right places at yeah. the right time and force uh, force the reads to go differently with uh, pressure from the rush coming in. I mean, you're you're a quarterback. Like if you don't know how to read through your progression quick enough, yeah. You don't have a lot of time to make a decision, you know. Like you have two seconds. Yeah, you have you have somewhere between two and three seconds to to, to make your read. Right? And as you go from lower divisions upper, you play higher talent. Those windows get smaller and smaller. You yeah. need to know the playbook. You need to recognize the defenses. You need to execute. And sometimes you make a mistake, and that's all it takes. There's two teams you left off your list, though. That I just want to mention really quick. Go for it. Um, 
that I'm really impressed with so far. Killer Ray is making the jump up after winning the six. Yeah, they had a rough game last but they but generally they like found their but they're they're moving up kind of two divisions here. Yeah, right. They go up like they went from you know playing in six D the the six D championship to uh, by the way it's a if you know it's a podcast because my dad's calling six um, <laughs> <laughs> D uh, yeah they're going from six D final to playing in, in Div D and Div D is kind of like a little bit tougher than let's say five is normally yeah so the fact that they're four and one and their offense is still working because they have such talented receivers uh, to me is is a uh, is huge and and similarly uh, Dirty Dogs have been dominant they, they they've They've basically shut down, you know, they, they play a tight game and it's locked down week one, but then since then, they've allowed six points in two games. And they'll play Dirty Dogs, Killer Rays, on yeah, the 28th that, that, Tuesday. That's game of the week for me. Oh, on my field as well. There Amazing. we go. All right, perfect. All right. You get all the action. Exactly. Well, uh, I need yeah. a game report for that one. So yeah, exactly. Just text me. I'll do, I'll do that for you, no uh, question. Super but, appreciated. But they, so when, when I saw them playing against Lassie Tay, uh, they were, they, they got frazzled, but then they were covering against Santar and Laval. Where even though Santar made a comeback in the first half, they kind of pulled away. But now they're going to their final, I believe, five games left in their schedule. This is Killer Race? Yeah, Killer yeah. Race. They got, they got Dirty Dogs coming up, primetime. I had the Dirty Dogs page open, so I was lost for a second. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's my bad. Blue Dreamers and L8. So L8 may be banged up because they have some guys on, on the IR. Who knows how it will be by July 26th. But that game against Dirty Dogs, I think, will be a good test for them. You know, they yeah, and and Undertaker's, you know, Marc Andre runs a, a smart system. He's he's been better since when he started because he he took he took some time off from FPF. Uh, Primetime's got a good defense. Oh yeah, as well. So like, um, and they're familiar with each other, having played in the finals. Um, that's a finals rematch, isn't it, Eags? Killer Rays versus Primetime. Yes, it is. That game? Yeah. So that's cool. Obviously, um, you know, and Blue Dreamers again. We talked about their talent as well. So like, they they do have a tough sort of second half of the season. My God, they've already played half of their schedule. I know, it's schedule. crazy. It's wild. Uh, I think there's one team that will play game seven by, by the end of next week. And then they'll be off for two, and then they'll play the final three weeks of the season. It's crazy. Anyway, another story for another day. So, The Undertaker. Uh, sorry, It's, it's the story of every podcast because it, we're literally trying to just keep our, yeah, our head above water as exactly. we go. It's like when you look, oh, my God, they played so many games already. Okay, so when you look at this team here, former All-Stars, they were in Division Two in winter season and – we're definitely out of the weight class. Who's this, right? F- former All-Stars. Yeah. They're you said Undertakers. Oh, the, no, I meant to say former All-Stars. Yeah. I, I had Undertakers in my mind because he played against L8. So they, that's where they were from? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. no, former All-Stars, no, no, different. They were in Div 2 uh, back in the winter of this past year. I did not remember that. And they dropped down. They were a different name in, in winter season. So now they've, they're in – I think they're in the right division for what they have. And my question for them is have they found a quarterback in Alex Papineau to be their guy? Because – that has been the biggest problem for this team's franchise since this past winter where they couldn't figure out the quarterback play, obviously in the wrong division. But now with them winning two games so far, they're 2-2 two and two after four. They have a good group of athletes. Again, a bunch of tackle guys now converting to flag football. And I think they're trying to pick up concepts and reads and, yeah. and just understand how to play this game now than where they were. I'm not saying they're going to go out and run the table here, Pease, but they could be a, a, a tricky out once we go to the halfway point moving towards uh, the final months of July. Um, yeah, so what it comes down to for former All-Stars is uh, exactly that. And and the thing with Alex Papineau is they won the game, but he wasn't great. He completed less than half of his passes. He completed yeah. single-digit passes. He only threw for three touchdowns, and he, inter- he he got intercepted. You know, Fabrice Robillard was, or I guess Fabrice. Um, Fabrice, yeah. Fab. Nice guy, by the way. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, like, 
he's not particularly worse than that. He's been kind of the same, you know, maybe with a worse game that had more interceptions, but he's completing more passes. The, the, the offense was a little more efficient. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's been solved. Um, it, I know tackle guys take a second because the, the play calling and the, and the progressions work very differently in flag than they do in tackle. Oh, we say it all the time, what was it? These guys were supposed to dominate when they join FPF. They never do their first couple of seasons, no. right? So, um, but their next two games are tough, though. Glory Boys, yeah. and they got. Uh, well, and that that'll be a, a different kind of test for for Glory Boys because they 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 are very uh, athletic. Um, and well, then next V-Town. three games, sorry, kiss my vultures. That's well. true. Yeah. yeah. It's case scenario, they go zero and three. They're two and five. I think if they can get one. I don't know where that one's going to come from. If they can somehow uh, well, they, extract one win out of those next three win, three games, I think they're in good but shape. But they, they end against uh, Threat Level Midnight. And, uh, well, Bandits are good, but Blue Dreamers and Threat Level Midnight are struggling. Um, so if they can get one of those wins, they still end up, I think, 500. I think they will they are in good position to be in the playoffs unless they yeah. have a complete collapse, like Architects of their own downfall. And again, they're, they're a team that <coughs> can be matchup dependent because they, they might just out-athlete you to, to a win, right? You would hope so. If they, if they can win every matchup and just play man defense and there's no one for the quarterback to throw, that's a win. For sure, 100%. So, quickly, I know we spoke about V-Town quickly, but they've played two games so far. Lucky. They're lucky. Very lucky, right? So, so they have at least two games in hand against the teams above them. Uh, is that a position of comfort or a position of, just, of desperation? Because I, I of like who's 4-0? Oh, sorry. When I was thinking just against Sandra, he's on V-Town. He's really good. Right. Um... I, yeah, it was through him I learned that uh, Tony Sergusa died today, I believe. I think he posted on social media. Yeah. Uh, some sad, sad news, unfortunately. Sad. Uh, but Jonathan Velasco, I really like as a quarterback. But it's so hard to get a feeling because, again, they're moving up from Division 6. So it's a step up mm-hmm. to go into, into Division D. Um, they, they, they lost to Kiss My Vulture, who we expect to be very strong, right? So yeah. that, there's no, no shame in that. And they did so by putting up 27 points, which is a pretty solid game. And then they dismantled Blue Dreamers, who I thought would be a tough matchup for them. Instead, Blue Dreamers just seemed completely out of it. Uh, they then go on to play Threat Level Midnight and former All-Stars who we're not sure about yet, right? So um, they're in a good spot. They're in a good spot where they can come out of this uh, by, by Canada Day and, and put together another couple of wins. And then they, they also have Glory Boys on the 30th as well as part of their doubleheader. So... Um, that game is kind of tough for them, and, and they're they're very familiar with each other, both having played Division Six as well. Yeah, so you got three games in seven days coming up, which is coming thick and fast. But then you circle. You said before, like that, the last three games I think can is really thick and fast an expression. Yeah, it is. It's used in soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no way anybody knows when that. It, when they describe schedules, the eight go, people that watch soccer. Yeah, yeah. When they describe schedule, they go thick and fast. Yeah, because they're coming in. But the final three games could really determine if they're going to be in that conversation with. Uh, with Kiss My Vultures and Glory Boys and how it can be a, a, a three-horse race for the top three seeds in that side of the conference. Yeah, definitely. So that's why. So the next, the middle pack, tricky, but the final three can definitely be in their yeah. favor. According to the Collins Dictionary, thick and fast means things happen very quickly and in large numbers. Exactly. So, so they have a lot of games coming up very quickly. So which which one is thick and which one's fast? The the quickly or the large numbers? Which one's thick and which one's fast? I guess fast has to be quick. So large numbers means thick. Exactly. So yeah. thick and fast. So when I eat uh, three pieces of lasagna, that's too much lasagna. I ate thickly. You definitely did. I know. I know. On to Division C. That's a great way to end Division D coverage. Exactly. <laughs> 
And that's how we wrap up Division D here. Completely distracted by a, by a phrase I never heard. Yeah, it's used in, in a lot of soccer terms. All right, um, we look at Division C. Um, Iggy wrote in, in his in his script points here for us that J- AJ Gomes through. Thank you, Iggy, for doing a bunch Jake, of extra work for us all the time. Yeah, it was very nice to do You're that. You're the most beloved member of the staff. Yeah, very appreciated from all of us here. I'm right here. No, no. Iggy. He, I said he's appreciated. Iggy's much appreciated. You are appreciated, but he is very much appreciated by PZ Not. Who's the least appreciated staff member? This guy. This guy. No, right here. no. If we had to pick one. It's like people don't even know my name. Like we're talking, when we say staff, you're talking about media or talking about the entire like scorekeepers included? Well, scorekeepers don't need to be Scorekeepers aren't people. Yeah. Okay, so staff, media. <laughs> <laughs> so I fall in the staff media category. Yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. You're saved. You're I'll saved. Save. Staff media. Uh, that's a good question. We have to rank it. Well, Joel Mendelson, your writer. He's not appreciated because not that many no people knows know him. Who he is, yes. But he's excellent. His work's been great so far. Right. Yeah, but but who do we really put no oh, respect Frank. on their name? Frank. But he's not staff anymore. But he, when he was, he was terrible. So you don't appreciate him? No. All right. I can say that. With great. Do you, uh, wh- wait. What do you appreciate more? His quarterback play or his media articles? His pictures in his articles. There we go. That's true. He did do. He did add some good media. Copy and paste. Yeah. Copy and paste. Save as. Article picture. So you're saying Diff C. <laughs> Diff C. All right. So AJ Gomes threw against ECW. Did not have a great game here. Um, the importance for Blitz Buddies and their quarterback play to have their guy in place. Because you weaken yourself by having AJ be the quarterback of that team. Yeah. And yeah. It's the it's if not the best receiver in FPF second or third. Like it doesn't matter at that point, just putting hairs. Like he's he's one of the best in all of FPF. History basically, um, so What's yeah. His numbers now, uh, Eagle uh, for AJ's receiving stats. Yeah, dig it, dig it up while we're yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, they're best with Felix Goulet. Although Felix Goulet, you know, he does have some development to do as an FPF quarterback as well. Um, I, were you surprised Alex Barrettoni didn't throw? Or can, the, he not, was, can he not? Can he not throw in this? Yeah, it was a cap issue. That's what I'm trying to figure it's out. Let's see. Should be able to throw in the yeah, so I think Barra is a good quarterback. Did he play in this game? I'm not too sure if he. No, I don't think he played. No, he's not, he wasn't there. Okay, no, I so. didn't see him yesterday. Well, that that explains yeah, it. it. Solves why AJ went as quarterback. Yeah, and we've seen Matthew Simara have some struggles at quarterback in Division D as well. So maybe that's why. But is it a bad loss though to lose to ECW like they did? No, ECW is good, man. They're, 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 good. they're undefeated, right? They're uh, amongst the top of the division. Um, Jeremy White was here for this game, unlike uh, Easy Fun. Um and you know two touchdowns on the ground with that duck move that Eagle and I debated on our drive back as to whether or not it's uh illegal. it's legal. Uh, he threw three touchdowns. Um, By the way, everyone's using that move right now. Yeah, a lot of guys are using that move. Iggy looks like he's gonna tear a hamstring doing <laughs> doing yeah. that move. Um, but yeah, like like the the their receiving core is ridiculous as we. All know, Sio Living, Etienne Laurence Gervais, um, and Samuel Emile Pelchat. There's always a guy on this team who doesn't really go off, but there's always one or two guys that completely go off, right? So Pelchat like, had a good game, too. They're, they're so good across the board. They're so uh, good at the quarterback position. And then defensively, they're no longer the weak defense EZW, right? So they have all aspects covered. To me, they're, they're the best team in the division. So like, does, it, does it matter that they lost to the best team? Not really. You know, they, they lost a tough game. Like, I think Blitz Buds would be happy never facing them again. They might have to. If they do, if they, do <laughs> they they're, better off, they're better off having uh, their quarterback. 
Because, cause, you know, you need A.G. Gomes as a receiver in that game. And you will play them in two weeks, actually. Yeah. Or next week, I beg your pardon. Oh, my God. I have 100 games coming in the next, like, four Yeah, days. and it brings up the next question, right? So you guys have played how many games, Pease? One. This is the third episode of Conley Audible. My team has played one, one game. One game. One game. So <laughs> you guys are literally in the middle of the playoff window of yeah. 12 teams at seven. So when, from your vantage point, because, again, this, this season's been chaos at its finest. Is it an advantage or disadvantage that you played well, one I mean, game? I have inside information. I can tell you it's a huge disadvantage because we're we're going to be missing players at different parts of the season because it's summertime. Um, but we kind of built a team that way, so we knew that would happen. Um, but it's also a comfort thing. We're like, these teams are clicking on all cylinders and we played one game and we haven't played in two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. we, you know, we, we take the field tomorrow. It's hard to predict the results. Thursday, because no one knows in this podcast. Oh, yeah, it's true. Today, I guess, because you're, see, you're watching it today. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we're taking a field on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know what to expect because I, I've thrown 15 passes all season. You know, the guys have run 15 rounds. <laughs> the defense has played one team. You know, like, it's, it's, we're not yet fully formed. It, it might cost us. It might cost us down the line. Well, the thing is, the next three games, AF1, Beer Belly Brigade Blitz Bud. But there's no there's no easy games in, in Div C. There's no, no easy games in Div C, so none. it doesn't matter. Like all the games are hard. I remember looking at the schedule like that sucks. And I looked at the standings like that sucks. Like everyone's good. Everyone's but good it, in this it, division. It, like if you guys go in the next five games three and two, mm-hmm. are you okay with that? Yeah. Given when I say with three we and two, make, by, we probably make the playoffs at three and two. Right. But with, with, with sorry, at the, like at three and two we're setting ourselves up. To make the playoffs. Basically. I'm not saying to insult, like, you guys can't win all five. I'm saying that we because will, of the ahead. roster uh, turnover of guys who may not be there because of whatever vacation and the fact you've not played long. But to be 3-2, and two, that means you'd be 4-2 and two at the 60% mark. I think that would be probably in strong position to get into the playoffs at that moment. It's just tough, man. <laughs> like, AF1, Beer Belly Brigade, Blitz Buds, Vultures, EZW, Ravens, Stoics, Infantry, Commission. But, you know, Beer, Beer Belly Brigade... I, I've score kept thing now two of their games I think it was oh sorry I score kept uh, their 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 first game that they had I I don't know what it is but they've been sort of twitchy since the playoff run of winter season like yeah. they've not found their rhythm their form it's also up it's up a division right yeah so uh, we played them in the fall we played them in the winter it's not the same hot toss sports that played them so there's that. But I'm, I don't know. I, I was super impressed by them. I, I was singing Fafard's praises last season. Every time I saw him play, the guy was scoring. Uh, the offense was, was absolutely clicking. Um, you know, it seems like their issue right now has been their defense, which surprises me because they have a lot of athletes and they, they can play a lot of div- different defensive co- coverages because of that. Like, Mathieu Pilot is really, really good. Um, they have uh, Felix Fautier also, solid player. Like, they, they have length, they have, they have speed, they have, they have pretty much everything. I want to take this moment to point out number 44, top right. That is the person who ruins P's you guys perfect so mean. game. You guys are so mean for no reason. Oh, in the first game, I remember I scored kept that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true you did. I yeah. did. It w- you know, it's, it's weird. Whenever I score keep P's games, he throws for like monster numbers. What was yeah. his passing yards against in the first it game? It wasn't that many. It was like 171. Why do you keep but bumping his numbers up? <laughs> I don't bump his numbers up. I go by what's on the uh, iPad. No, but we... We had a lot of turnover on downs and stuff, so there wasn't yeah. a ton of yards. But if you notice, like, there's a trend. Like yeah. PZ has like really good numbers when Mocon score keeps them. So I'm just saying, yeah. maybe you need me to score keeper games. Uh, 
Get off your ass, then. Ten and oh, here we come, baby. Quarterback of the year. You're taking a shift mark? tomorrow. You're taking a shift tomorrow, Brossard. I'm, 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 I'm a TSN tomorrow. Don't for care. Not here. anymore. <laughs> uh, where's Mo? He's going to do stats for us. Uh, he's doing I'll, stats I'll get you canceled. No problem. <laughs> no worries, Mo. God, I'll get you canceled, you know? Anyway. Uh, well, well, that's what friends do. That's what we all do for each other. We have each other's back. So, like, for the teams, and again, because of the unbalanced schedule, how many teams are playing a lot more early on here, of the teams that play four games or more, so you have Some teams play five some in this teams, division. Some teams play some five. Are, some teams have pa- are now past the halfway point of the season. Right, at least four games or more, right? Yeah. So you have Tough Lungs, ESU Timberwolves, The Commission, One Step Closer, who are all a combined thing, three wins together. Are they in trouble, Pease? Tough Lungs, ESU, The Commission, and One Step Closer at four games past. I think uh, ESU is in trouble. Uh, they they just they were missing some players, added some last minute pieces. It doesn't seem to be working yet. It might be too late b- before it does. Um, the commission have had a weird season where when they're all there, the team looks really good, and when they're not, they obviously are not the same team. Yeah, I think Gino's lost two games in the last five plays. Well, but, but that's it. Like there's the the the, the mar- when their whole team is not there, it's that the margin becomes really small. Yeah, and when they're the entire team is there they can afford to make a mistake on offense or defense and it's not the end of the world. But th- they're playing really, hu- like, it's a, it's a high leverage game that they're playing. Um, but they're in trouble because their next three games are, are Easy W, yeah. Blitz Buds, Stoics. But again, there's no easy schedules. In no, there isn't. Uh, like I don't <laughs> like know. Right now, if you're, if you're at 0-4, like Tough Lungs, who I, that's surprises me they're at 0-4, um, you're looking up like who... If you know, it's like the whole thing. If you're looking for the sucker at the poker table and you haven't found them, it's probably you. Yeah. Like, like if Tough Lungs is looking up and like you're like, well, who who can we beat here? Well, man, you've only scored 77 points in four games. It, it's it's not working right now, you know. And it surprised me because they, they they were so good. They were so good. Um, I want to say last spring and even in uh, yeah last spring. That's yeah. the last time we saw them. Yeah. And I, I just think that for like, by the way, uh, Jordan. Sorry, Jordan Rossi said to me. Uh, you guys didn't pick up on ESU Timberwolves? I go, I did Alpha Mac. I did. I did pick up on that. I, so. I hate sports movies. I think he, they're all He terrible. asks us because he, he goes, you guys didn't pick up yeah, on it. I, I go, we, we did. I Don't did worry. Too. We did. But it's, for the commission, they've lost some close games. Um, you're right about tough lungs. By I, the way, that's, I love back in the 80s and 90s where they wouldn't get the rights to like schools and it would be Eastern State University. Of course. As, okay. the, as Sorry. school, right? Because you, wanna, <laughs> because you, you know, couldn't, you yeah, couldn't get bad, NCAA rights. Or, yeah. But then you would play Michigan, Georgia Tech. Like, wait a minute, hold on. They're yeah. the good, pristine schools. But yeah. you know, we're the bad boy schools over here. But see, for, for a team like Tough Lungs, uh, I caught their game the other day at Loyola. I don't know what it's, what's gone wrong for Justin Leonard this time around. Uh, to not have the same success as you made the point before. Because you talk about his uh, team from uh, winter season just this past year. Four weeks ago, he's playing for the finals, right? Mm-hmm. And a different roster, different personnel. But I don't know why he's not being able to excel with this It's group. not Justin Leonard throwing. I know, but Matthew Leonard. Leonard but Justin did, has did, thrown. did throw. But the, the overall team, though, like, I don't know what's gone wrong for them to not have the same success rate of where they were in years past. I mean... They're not scoring. Uh, I don't know how much of that you put on the quarterback, but at least part of it has to go on him. Like, he's thrown six interceptions through three games. He threw nine all of spring season. You know what I mean? So, like, um, I, I believe he was an all-star that season. He, I know he has two all-star seasons. Bit, just looking at the numbers, I would imagine those were the two. All, like, it was uh, spring 2021 and spring 2019. Um, 
they they're largely the same team. Uh, Bizarro Gray has become a reliable target. Uh, Dan McDaisian is great both ways of the ball. They add Brandon Aylward. Um, of course, we all know the ridiculousness that is the cheat code of Justin Lerner. Um, although when Matthew Lerner's not there and Justin's throwing, again, there's the whole thing where you take away your best receiver for my quarterback. It it makes it difficult. Olivia Delaris, who I really like. Um, Director Sellers also like. There's so many guys on this team who can make yeah. plays. Yeah, I think <coughs> I don't know. I don't have a simple answer other than they're not scoring, and and I think part of that falls on the shoulders of, of Matthew Lerner. Although I don't know exactly why that's been the case. What 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 like having seen him play? What would you say is different about his season? I so think it's just connecting. There's, they're off by a beat. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like a glitch in how they're just missing it by half a yard. Or by by uh, by a forensic touch of where it should be, and you think about their losses, they, they've been relatively close in games until teams pull away from them. But I just wonder, can they recover at own four here? Because again, you said it before, it's as tough as this division is overall. It might be a saving grace because they may not there may not be teams pulling away, and they can sneak in as as a low end seed. The only other do. team they're playing that's struggling is Los Penetradores. Right, but they can sneak as a Which low... Which Brent Botkin refused to pronounce on last episode. Really? Why? What happened? Lost, lost penetrators. <laughs> <laughs> but if they get in as a, as a low-end seed, I wouldn't want to face them because of how... I mean, it depends. If they're playing this way, then everyone wants to face them. For sure, but... I, right, like, it, it depends on... It's it's not the same tough lungs team. It just hasn't no. been. And it, it's infuriating because they're one of my favorite teams in FPF as people, but also, like, to watch, they're usually so much fun, and they haven't been that. They no, haven't been that have dynamic been. at all. Of the 77 points, they scored um, 24 of them against top season this week. Um, and I want to make sure of the next thing I'm going to say. Yeah, and Justin Lerner was quarterback. So, like, there's something up with Matthew Lerner. He'll he'll fix it, I'm sure. It just it might be too late. Uh, ben McMahon is having a phenomenal year. 25 yeah, touchdowns, ridiculous. no INTs. So, will he have more rushing TDs than INTs? I mean, I don't think he's going to end with more than two or three rushing TDs. Right, like he's actually not running that much. He's running about three times a game. But when he does, it's it's devastating. Though. I, I get it, but it's Div C. Like you're not gonna break off a lot of three five times a game. Twenty attempts. Oh, oh so it's more games. than I thought. It's more than I thought. Sorry. Um, okay, so it's a little bit more than I thought. I, he still only has one touchdown though on twenty attempts. But he has so, no INTs yet, right? So are we taking? I know, but rush? you think he's going all season without throwing an INT? He's gonna throw an INT at some point. I think he'll throw a few. Uh, I, my guess would be he ends with four or five interceptions. And all right, right. let's look at their schedule. Where is it going to be? Montagnier Mont- really lungs, good. Montagnier really good. Hot sauce, one step closer, commission beer belly brigade, which is the game with the INT. It might come the next two games. He's going to throw in this week. And is it, but here's the bigger question. Is it his fault or is it his receiver's fault? Um, Phil Roberts' fault. <laughs> the, look, the thing is that the team is stacked. Uh, Ben's great. I would say... It's likely to be not even a misread, but a mislocated ball. A ball just thrown too too far or to a ball underthrown to Phil Roberts. Just it goes wrong off depth. His hands. Uh, it no, goes I, off his hands. I think I think uh the kind of interceptions he tends to throw Eagle is is um when it's his second or third read and the ball doesn't go exactly where he wants to place it and it's a tight window. I can see that happening. So if you had five But again, I can see it happening three or four times all season. Right. Like, he's QB of the year, it's just give him the award. So if you had five plays left in the game and you'd pick either, and that's in this division, McMahon, Sean McGrath, who I really like a lot, 
Jeremy White or Corey Woloski. I have news on Sean McGrath, by the way. He's hurt his wrist, his shoulder, whatever it is, so he's going to be switching to receiver for a bit. It's too bad because he had a really good game for them. He's been great. There was like a a playoff run where they made the switch to him at quarterback, right, if you remember, and he was great. The entire way through, so it's too bad because top season I think have found their groove with him at quarterback. I'm just happy top season isn't tank season no more. When they tanked away into the lower tier of the playoffs, they were champions though. Yeah, well, tank season. Um, so yeah, so who would I choose? Five plays left. Um, to me, it's Corey Woloski. Um, it's and he's not been himself this season, right? Like he's not been great. Um. Obviously, the team not having Jalen Greaves is a huge adjustment because you can just throw the ball anywhere near Jalen Greaves, and it's a it's, it's like a, a magnet. Towards yeah, his uh, but Corey's p- ball placement is excellent. He throws a more zip than you expect him to. He's a great play caller, um, and to me, the the key difference um, is Corey Woloski never gets rattled. He's always calm in the pocket. I I would go with with now with as you made the point you go with. Uh, McGrath out for the foreseeable future. But let's say he wasn't. Like, just talk about their talents rather than the situation. Okay, so minus the injury. Yeah. I would go with McGrath. Okay. I, I, I like his play calling a lot with top season. Um, he's got a lot of characters on that, on that receiving core. And guys, not saying divas, but guys who want the ball because they feel like they can go to the house. But he made some throws. Uh, the last two games I've watched him play and score cap, either or. He made some throws that weren't passes, but throws that you said, my God, like that is a legit throw. Like he made a throw to his brother that was bracket coverage and placed it in, in an area where only his brother could like catch the, it. Like the Eli Manning to Manningham Super Bowl catch? Like just Something o- like that, but over the corner the, yeah, in front of the safety? Side, it was more over the middle, okay. right? Where you had, you had a defender below, uh, in front of him and a defender on top of him. And the placement of the ball was this perfect that it just landed in his hands over the fingertips of the DBs for a touchdown. And then even though they had a couple of pick sixes yesterday, or sorry, Tuesday, since we, this podcast is going, what, Friday, whatever? Thursday morning. Thursday morning, perhaps. It's a shame that he can play because I think he would have made a big difference for this top season offense. And now can they adjust without him moving forward to to still have the same clip of success being at four and one at the halfway point of the year, oh, is Pelan throwing? I imagine that's a good is question. Pelan? Who knows, right? I mean, it, it's a shame because, and I even seen him yesterday. He mentioned, yeah, you know, I do have an injury, but and he didn't say to what extent. But as Eagle made the point before, now I'm not saying it's going to hurt their playoff hopes, but man, you got vultures, Stoics, AF1 behind you. You have Div C <laughs> again. It's it's, 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 the, it's it's the it's a tight division. Eagle, who, who's who's the guy you're running with in that situation? Which which QB? Uh, I really don't know. Yeah, I know. That's the point. <laughs> I really don't know. That's the point of the discussion. Uh, like, you, can you can put Quasi Gordon Mall in, right? But you're not a big fan cap. of him, though. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying for those four quarterbacks yeah. in a single elimination game. Oh, those four. I thought you were talking about literally like, who does no, top no, no, season no. put in to replace him? No, type five, of five, five plays left. Who are you picking as a quarterback to win your playoff game? It's also hard enough to go Jeremy White. Like, it's, they're all good. They're all good. I think I'd go Corey Wawaski. Just consistency. Yeah. So with, we're all with, we're all not going with, with the quarterback of the year in Ben McMahon who's going to win quarterback it, of the year. You know what, Pease? I would, but he's been in that moment and has not won the game it's in that true. moment. Like, I mean, look, in, in recent so history, it, it, it's, it's the whole sports media thing of like, he can't do it until he does it, and then we find somebody else to say they can't do it. But yeah, Ben's, Ben's great, but to, be, to your point, Eagle, 
they had two opportunities in back-to-back seasons to win a championship, and they they were unable to do it. Right? I blame so the uniforms. I like the uniforms. They brought those. They 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 flexed up their uniforms for the finals, and it cost them the finals. Okay, I'm sticking to my story with that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, what's well, your excuse? You didn't change your uniforms. <laughs> no, but they did. They they they're nice uniforms. I agree with PZ. They're yeah, but nice you uniforms. also don't have a championship in the last few years, so that's fine though. But I have more than you though. Also true. Barkley, he's yeah, our Charles Barkley. You, you want it in black and white when there's six teams. Sure. Uh, Original six. Sure thing. Uh, so, an FPF Facebook poll of a single elimination playoff game, McMahon versus White. Uh, ben got 53% of the votes, 34. Uh, Jeremy got um, 36% of the votes. And a couple other people added, like Simon Dajne, Jared Buck, Simon Blay, etc. But the, the bulk of the votes went to uh, Ben McMahon. So Which again, for a guy who hasn't thrown an interception, I understand. Yeah, that. they won't play each other in the regular season, so the chances are in the playoffs if they do meet up. Yeah. McMahon versus uh, Jeremy White. And it, it, it'll, be, it'll be pretty cool to see that play out with those two quarterbacks, how that could be, right? They're both different in styles of play, but both exciting in their own way and how they, how they run their offenses. Yeah. So, All right, so for Division A and Division B. Uh, no, they're two different divisions, Mo. I know, but I put them together as one. Anyway. Uh, Division B, mm-hmm. JYD's start to the year has been very unorthodox. I don't know what has happened to this team. I score kept their game not too long ago. Yeah, I called them the best team in the division week one. Yeah, you did <laughs> in our in our fake uh, power. They rankings. haven't won since. It's our fake power rankings. Though. Yeah, so it doesn't count. It's only a fake power it's rankings. It is. It is fake. All other power rankings are totally real. But I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, Pizzo, where they've they've faltered. Like I don't know wh- why it's gone wrong for them this year compared to... Can we start with the fact that their roster is extremely inconsistent? Yeah, that's the big thing. Well, Paul Pierce, he has yet to play a game. I think that's hurt them. Jesse Dupuy is there for a game. Jordan Rossi is there for a game. Sean uh, Shemergian is there for one game. Brandon Robinson doesn't show up at all. Uh, Laving two games like this seems like they had a plan going into the season and then once they got the schedule a bunch of guys were like I'm out or I can't make these ones or I'm hurt or I don't know there's got to be a story here that we're not seeing because yeah inconsistency is, seems to be the trend they um when I saw them play against touch of catch they were just schooled right but then you have a guy like Kinsley Adams who has a who's had a good start to the year on defense for what he's done as a, as a pass rusher for them this year. And he's got seven sacks already through three or four games. But I don't know how Rossi can get this team to play at the high clip. Well, getting them to show up is the first step. That's a good step. But, I mean, even when they're there, you know, can they all play? And, like, Ivan Desjardins is a good player. But, you know, he, he's not your, your game breaker. He's yeah. not your game breaker. It's, well, it's like Sean Simmerson's only played a single game. Yeah, I don't know if he's healthy or not. Um, I have a vague memory of someone telling me he's hurt, uh, but I don't remember if I'm you just. Don't want to finish Simmerson's man because he weren't happy with you about seven I years I ago. I don't care who's happy with me. Um, I remember they came up to me. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Happy they came you. up to you. Cool. I was like, uh, yeah, let him know. Don't care. Um, but that said, like you know, I, I expected uh, more out of Michael Kazaka so far. Um, he's done okay though. He's uh, been fine, uh, but to me, he's a guy who can be a prototype. Pro- like the prototype of him can be a game breaker, right? Um, and as for um, the rest of the team, it just again, it's I don't know what's happening. I don't know why guys are missing. I don't know how much it's related to injury. I don't know how much of it is, you know, the the schedule came out and and it didn't work for people because again, the schedule is condensed and it's it's 
putting a lot of pressure on a lot of teams. They might just be sort of catching the wrong end of that roulette, you know. Um, and, you know, they, they're, they've lost games where, like, you know, like if you look at the last one, they held B-Raves to 24 points. It's not bad. They just didn't score that game, you know. Yeah, much B-Raves also had their issues, right? Joe Mario is not healthy right now. Uh, he yeah. hasn't played quarterback in a while. Uh, since the injury against the All Stars a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Um, so, so you give them a good run for their money, but can they could they turn around though, please? Can can they turn around to get themselves into that conversation of being a four five seed than where they're currently positioned at the bottom half of the playoff structure in Div B? Um, I don't know because we don't have the complete information. Like, if if their best roster is there, I still think they're the the best team in the division. Um, and if they're not, very clearly, they're not competitive. So, they're they're missing. I think if you have the receiving core of of the two Samaritans and Ivan Desjardins and Michael Kazaka, I think that's insanely dangerous. But how many times are they, have they been on the same field at the same time? Not often. So that's the issue. So brand new plays Moretti Crime Family on Thursday. Tomorrow, or today, yes, today, tonight, today, to whatever, or this past Thursday. The 23rd, uh, pre-Saint-Jacques. I, I'm really intrigued by the Vince Nardone defensive play calling with the Joy Taylor offense. Mm. And I'm trying to remember, and I wish we had GM here because GM is like an almanac when it comes to this. Eagle, you might remember. Maybe P, I don't know, P's maybe may not remember. Seven concussions, man. Thank you. So, Eagle, it. you might remember this. <laughs> I remember Vince Nardone playing against Joy Taylor's o- offense and being frustrated by it. And, and I think he had some words about it. So... In this edition, I know he hates it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He wasn't a big fan of it, right? He, he gets pretty annoyed by it. So, but he's as, as smart a defensive play caller as there is. Oh, I guess we're gonna call someone up right now. Let's find, find out. Find out. See if I can get him on the phone. We'll yeah. call him Vince Nardone. I'm calling GM. Oh, yeah. GM. GM might know. Um, so he's as we, staffish. As we Maybe he's the most unappreciated staff member. We'll ask him that too. GM. Yes. Uh, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, GM. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well, thank you. Hey, GM, you're on calling the Audible. Uh, I think by law we're required to tell you that. I don't know why Mo didn't tell you that. Yeah, say, but I've been called unprompted, too. Yeah. How's it going, buddy? I'm well, thank you. I'm just uh, sitting watching the finale of Sopranos. Nice, nice. Perfect. Your uh, TV won't be broken, I promise you. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the other thing I uh, want to ask, first, first and foremost, is we had a conversation about the most underappreciated staff member in FPF. I just said, hey, I think it's actually GM. So, what you what do you think? You think it's you? Or uh, do you think somebody else gets less credit? I don't know. I've I've really been digging. Um, I don't know if it's unappre- underappreciated, but I've, I've mentioned it to him, so it, it unfortunately has gone further to his head. But I was really impressed with Dan Lazara over yeah, the winter season. But I feel um, like everyone his, was. I feel he was accurately appreciated. Accurately, okay. I like um, I maybe it's it's not as appreciated because like yeah it's it's to the the level of the staff but this is from someone who used to kind of chirp us regularly yeah. and our retort was always like well why don't you like put your money where your mouth is and and he did yeah, so sure. i think that that's sure. what's impressed me most about it yeah all right so we're um, ask underappreciated you. yeah yeah go ahead go ahead no no that's fine go ahead. hit me so we wanted to ask quickly quickly here so brand news playing the Moretti crime family uh, your next game we're trying, we're trying to remember, if you, you have a, uh, an elephant in mind here, does Vince Nardone despise the Joy Taylor offense and how it's executed? I don't think he despises it. I mean, it's, 
it's definitely knocked by people who come from a more of a football football background. So I feel like Vince would probably fall into that uh, that category, but I don't know if he despises it. So with with you guys getting yourself into the flow, what is a key thing for you to try to contain that office because it's it's chaos within chaos of a chaos of of a play. Um so just looking at the the offensive stats um the Moretti crime family run plays per drive, more plays per drive than any other team in, in division B. So I think that by forcing him into tight windows and making difficult throws is, is where they'll get, uh, where the defense will get those turnovers because of the fact that Joey needs so many completions uh, to march down the field. Like each, each time he throws the ball against the brand new defense, he's, he's rolling the dice. Okay, GM, we're going to let you go. Um, can you leave us with one historian fact that a lot of people may not remember or something that you find interesting? Uh, I, I would have had to think a little bit more on that. Um, I was really glad to post the the Winter 2009 D1 finals, though that kind of is, is what brought me down that rabbit hole. Um, and it's nice to see that game get traction. And Pease had mentioned maybe, you know, like, we, we look too fondly on, on the past and are the, the Hurricanes false kings. And yeah. Keyshawn Thompson, like, uh, right from his mouth, was saying that, like, uh, by and far, the Hurricanes are the best team that the finest have ever faced. So that's a, that's a nice little reminder. That. Listen, that's my take, Jim. I can't, I can't change it. I you can't can change the wrong take. I, I mean, I'm wrong. Are you out of your mind? This is sports <laughs> media. It's not what we do. We don't learn from research. It's all good, Anyways, GM. guys, thanks for giving me a call. Talk to you Be soon, sure, buddy. Brother. Love good, you, man. dude. Bye-bye. You know what I should have asked him? Oh, man, he, he seemed pretty annoyed by that. That's uh, fine. Just grumpy-ass GM. <laughs> he seemed pretty annoyed that we interrupted the Sopranos ending over there. You know yeah. should have actually asked him, though? Who is Andre Knights? That's true. Yeah. Who is Andre Knights? Who is Andre Knights? So, uh, when I look at this game now, and how patient do they have to be with this offense? Because Troy Taylor will just surgically like destroy you knowing that if he has you by you know what he's going to take it to the to the house every single time and just squeeze the clock and just going up 14 play drive for a touchdown after touchdown after touchdown yeah so the thing the main thing is that what jim said and i think that's an interesting way to look at it is every time he throws the ball there's a risk of a turnover because of how talented that defense is so i think if you look at it through that prism uh i know that the, the teams that I was on that gave Joey Taylor the most difficulty were the most physical defenses. I don't I haven't seen brand new plays, so I don't know if they're more of a finesse defense. I don't know if they'll go and interfere with routes. Um, so but with Vincent Rome calling it, and, and you know. but again, he, he's a good play caller. But it, it's the execution of the concept, right? Like, are are they are they not really bump and run because you can't do enough yet? But no. are they picking up routes three yards in and, and bumping guys off the routes and like, like that's that's the way to beat Joey Taylor. Well, you think about their 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 roster, Chris Miard. He's going to get physical. Darnell, Kavis Riley is very good, smart player. I uh, don't know that they're physical defenders, though. Like I, I know well, that Chris Miard could if he wants. He could, but I, I, he's he's a fast guy, and he he's great at breaking on the ball. He's great when the ball's in the air. I I I haven't seen enough of him on deed really to know like if he's if he's going to be bumping guys off the routes. Is Marco Bertoli's available? No, that's a good piece for for for, for this kind of game. That's yeah. a good pick. You know, pick if piece. he's available, Robbie Robbie will be there. Robbie Robinson, Vince Ardone should be there as well. I'm just intrigued by this matchup because both these teams, uh, how they're built up and stuff. I think Robbie Robinson has really found his groove 
uh, you know, on a two-game, excuse me, winning streak here. Uh, if they do get by Moretti crime family, I mean, it sets up well for them to maybe put together a few more runs, a few more wins in a row uh, before they finish off with a relatively, I don't want to say easy schedule, but a, a winnable end of season where they could have seven wins, maybe eight wins if it plays out into their into their favor. Yeah, and, and they're also uh, taking on, so, so like um, Brandy's taking on uh, Moretti crime family as a team who's like, uh, Murray Cranfield is struggling so far, right? Like, we talked about how this team might be well built for Joey Taylor or, yeah. or Iggy and, and Brent did last week anyway, but um, it's clear that Joey Taylor's not there yet. He's not, like, he played co ed, but it's not the same pace and he's not used to playing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a little bit rushed. It's going to take him a couple of weeks, I think. So yeah. they're catching him kind of at the right time, too. So at five games, BYOB has played five games. Um, if we get the schedule up here, Eagle, if you don't mind, please. Uh, thank you. Uh, they are three and two, second place. So they play the most games in Division B so far. Uh, how many wins do you see, Pease, at this point, at the halfway point of their schedule? Because it's not the easiest schedule that they have left. And to see where they are, is BYOB. BYOB, uh, three and two. They had a they had a tough loss, which I was there for. I mean, they're at three and two at the halfway point. That's about what you want, you know. Like that's they they took a close loss. They could have easily been four and one. Uh, but sorry, you you're painting the picture about that loss. Yeah, this they they had too many mistakes, a lot of miscommunication. Where uh, Matthew Renee thought they were running a particular route concept, which should have been stopped at this point, but then it was overshot by by the by the whatever it is. So I just think that now at three and two, they do have games that they can win. I I can see two, if not three, more wins left in their schedule and be six and four. <sighs> Yeah, well, I mean, if junkyard dogs don't pick it up, that that's that could one, be a win. That's the one I have right there. Morty crime family again haven't won yet, so we'll but see, that's see. we'll see. Also, though. like, is is Joe Mayer still hurt by that matchup with B Raves? Yeah, um, you know, touch but, and catch it. We've seen some inconsistency from them. You know, so so I mean, it's not it's not like a you know how can I put it? It's not like a killer's row ahead of them either. No, but but that you, you mentioned physicality, right? Yeah, they love being physical. Osman, Ryan Perry. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a bad matchup for Moretti. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's what road, I'm saying. Right? Like but that's down the road, though. Right? Uh, but but they get know, picked on, though. They get picked on a lot. Touch and catch it. I feel like we still haven't seen as good as they can be. Yeah, and will we even see it this season? Essentially. Yeah, I, I think. But but here's the thing: like Stephen Osman's a guy who's played in this league a long time, and teams just pick on him. Like his, if you look at his tackle numbers, they're always high, but there's a reason why it's high. Because yeah. they get him isolated, and bam, it's like for a first down. Bam, it's for a touchdown. And, and and I wonder for BYB if they can mask those deficiencies that they have on defense and make sure that he doesn't get exposed. Sometimes you have to make the choice of putting your best offensive threats on offense and your best defensive players on defense, right? So, like, um, if it's not helping you to have him out on defense, then this is Division Two. Like, it's not about feeling. So you got to make that move and put him on the side of the ball where he can be more effective. I wonder if he can be more effective, though, right? Well, uh, I mean, he's a good receiver. Yeah, I meant to, I meant to say Matteo Osman. That's what I meant to say. I beg your pardon, Matteo. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Osman. I was like, wait a yeah, second. Yeah, sorry, it's Matteo Osman. That's We're what I meant to say. Thinking of different people. Yeah, both <laughs> McGill guys, and I had Osman in my head. I meant to say that Matty Osman. Matty Osman. So that's the guy I was referring to. That that he, even though he comes out and play here and there, but he's been left isolated. And he's been exposed at times. The other thing is, I know Matthew Lapage and Sebastian Simon are really good. Yeah, but they've been targeted fifty-nine times combined, um, and. 
like you know 30 and 29 respectively and then the next most targeted player is Ryan Perry at 13 like you have talent on this team use the players you have use Vincent Benjamin use Phil Cutler they need to use Benjamin they they you they need they do like what's the point of having this guy who's freakishly athletic to not do anything your voice is cracked yeah, i know man i'm i ran out of water you drink some water then i ran out of water oh boy it's going to be a tough show it's, we're almost there we're almost in the home stretch Eagles going to find you some water there. Produce me some water, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like, uh, here's a good question for you, uh, Pease. Um, <laughs> Wait, are you complimenting your question on the front end? No, no, no. Here's a great idea I have. Now, here's a question for you. Adrian uh, <laughs> Gomes, we know, is the, is the pinnacle of the receivers. Yeah, he's now. up there. What do you rank Anthony Brisewa? Thereabouts. <laughs> but is, he, is, is, is he number two, or do you think he's I don't know. I, I, I find it... They do different things really well. They do some of the same things really well. Uh, Breeze Boy's speed out of the cut is stupid. Um, his touchdown ratio is... Because yeah. is, uh, like oh, he's, he's big, he's fast. Like I don't know. Sure. <laughs> like, I, like I don't really understand the point of ranking guys 1 through 5 or 1 through 2 or 1 through 10 or Mount Rushmore. All these... these it, it, you know, hidden ways to ask the same question. Your voice is really crap. Like, I am dying. I've been talking for a long time. Yeah, I had a show before there. this, too. Um, I I don't know. I um, I think it's... I, I, I think it's it's about the same. Like, it, if you put either one of them on a team, they're going to be the best receiver on almost every team they play on. Right? I'm just mesmerized by... Uh, thank you, Eagle. I am mesmerized by, um, by Brisebois. Even though he got hurt in his game... Uh, on the weekend, hopefully he's gonna be healthy enough for the season yeah. left over. I I just think that he can just blow by receivers. It's again, it's speed. that that speed out of his cut. Yeah, it's like the acceleration once he plants is. And I think his rating is super low. By the way, I think it's not that high, but well, low for his for his for his low. low he also he he um he played quarterback a couple of seasons. Yeah. he didn't play every season either. He was at the University of Sherbrooke. Um, so I mean low, yeah. Like it's you know it's fine for the division. It's almost ninety on offense. Yeah, because Jeff Rosebud told me that he was able to winter season. He was able to add him to his like yeah, whatever. Depends what the rest of the roster looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. So uh, AJ's still the best in my book, but I think Breezebois is definitely in the uh, rearview mirror. Of I think it's the same. It doesn't matter. It's gonna be fascinating to see how Breezebois plays yeah. if he comes out there. So Joe Mayer is banged up. Braves are. Kind of B Raves? No, Braves. 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 D one. Uh, I like B Raves as the name, by the way. It's so stupid, but it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's so good. But it's great. It's though. so good. Anyway, yeah. Go but back to Braves. Sorry. I just haven't said it yet. I really I enjoy nonsense and it's a nonsense name. It's perfect. They're two and three. Could yeah. they survive if Joe Mayo is out for any no. longer? No. No. You you need a uh, Division One slash A quarterback. Um, William Tate is the quarterback for now. Sorry, William Tate is the who yeah. beat Mo Con Mo problems. Yes, by one. Yeah, like like William Tate is fine. He's not Joe Mayer. So who's like, rushing for them now? It was Joe Mayer. Exactly. That yeah. was a bad choice. Um, actually, I, I, don't I, know. I still don't know where he got hurt in that All Star game against Braves. I don't know where he, I, I was trying to replay in my head. I go, where did he get hurt? And and. Scotty took over at second half and beyond and hasn't looked back. Do, know. Do you maybe, know maybe he was playing too many games, pulled something or twisted Perhaps. something. But I think it's his hand, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Someone's, yeah, somewhere in the middle part of the body. 
Middle mid hand. I heard something else, but he has stigmata. We'll say in that area, the hand rib cage area. Um, do you know who's rushing for them? Don't know because I didn't didn't score keep their game the last okay. week or so here. But they they're definitely smart pickups with Vincent Morissette and Guillaume Belin, Nicky Farinaccio as well. Like they're they're finding ways to retool on the, on the run, and it's but can um, they be sustainable though? How did they beat Mokano problems? That's that to me doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm sure Dan Lazaro was not happy about that loss. No, it's uh, and Tanville that threw eight times. I don't know. Was there a UR or uh, or uh, OC? Uh, maybe. Perhaps it was, but with Wintrate now at quarterback, who knows how many more games he will be there? The schedule does ease up where they do play the Apocalypse. Twice coming up back to back weeks than KGP. Like hmm. So I'm just surprised that Dan Lazaro didn't throw the entire game. Maybe he was late. I don't know. Maybe. No, he was there at the beginning. I have less. I have less. Expl- I don't know what happened in this game. Yeah. I don't know what happened. You, in this you game. look bamboozled by that. You look, uh, you le- follow Brett Botkin, Botkin's article and he'll tell you what happened in this game because I don't. I don't understand it. Sorry. Go ahead. Mo. So for them, they do have Apocalypse back to back weeks. So maybe you have the luxury of saying, "Joe, we don't need you for these next two weeks. We can beat Apocalypse and then get you back for July seventeenth when we go up against KGP and then party crash." Oh, there right? was an OC. That's why it's marked as penalty. It's marked as objectionable conduct. Yeah. So uh, Lazar got kicked out for ten plays. That's, that's why. why. Okay. So yeah, that's gonna hurt your chances. Um, on a third down too, which actually then Tamit to take over on fourth down and went incomplete, which sucks. Is this at the end of the game? No, this is in the first half. Okay, but still, like it takes you out of your game, out of your element. Like you, you're gone for ten plays. Ten plays for a quarterback is a giant amount of time to be missing. Well, it's a lot of time, especially in the first half when you're using yeah. timeouts to gain yeah. yourself an extra possession before second half. Not right. to mention Braves scored within two plays of that fourth down. So then, yeah, Tam had to run seven more plays essentially. Oh, that's the worst. Got yeah. a touchdown though. Yeah, I know. That's the worst, though, right? You lose your, your, your top pivot in, in Lazar for 10 plays at the key moments. It's like a race, like a pit stop, right? It go, goes wrong, and that's what happened for them. But, but I'm, I'm, you know, for Braves, if they can just survive these next couple weeks here and get themselves back to 4-3 and three or 4-2, and two, whatever it might be at that moment, then I think they should be okay. But, again, that injury is going to hurt them for, for a while. Yeah, it's going to affect them. Um, I, so we talked, you know, in previous weeks about the, the Julian Paymont going with KGP. I kind of like that as teams move up, it forces guys to make choices. And like, it makes you wonder, like guys will play with their friends, right? So like, let's say like a Vince Nardone team makes it to Div A and Div 1. Does Chris Miard leave the finest, for example? You know what I mean? Like it, it really does What's shake happened? up the division. What's happened with the finest? Oh, That's what I'm saying. But like it, yeah. it, it does shake up the division. It makes things more interesting. Uh, it's what we've always, not just us, but the players in Division A, Division 1, always want more competition. That's how you get there, right? So like, um, I'm I'm curious to see how Braves adapt, and we're also seeing them go to guys who've played lower divisions, like Vincent Morissette, who who obviously we know his talent, but hasn't played high division FPS before. No. So it's cool to see them pulling uh, from lower divisions to get guys who fit the cap, guys who who can be effective. Um, so I I, f- I find that fascinating, but I do have another topic more that I want to bring up really yeah, quickly go for it. about the All Stars. Is this the best rusher we've seen Alex play Blake? for rush the, the finest slash all stars? Matt Ker- old man Matt Kerouac injured. Um about Alex Blake as a rusher? Yeah. No, he's still adapting to the I speed. mean three sacks? Key sacks against party crashes as well. Oh that well that game, yes. But the games that I saw him play uh, in Lachine 
and there were two Sundays in a row that he played the machine, which was against uh, Braves mm-hmm. and then against uh, the Apocalypse. Uh, good for him that he had a couple sacks on the Monday the day after. But it's still going to take him a couple weeks to get used to the, to the high level of quarterback play. That So, Eagle, in the pantheon of All-Stars and finest rushers, where would you put Alex Blaine? As a rusher? Yeah. Um, I would say definitely top three. So, like, Kirok's Hall of Famer, right? So, yep. he's there. Um, and then who else? But Kirok's more of a D-Boys guy, though, no? But right now, he's All-Stars. Yeah, now he's an all-star, but I'm saying when you bring finest, though, in that whole equation, right? Yeah, well, I'm saying both rosters. Both, okay. But both you know teams. what it is, though? When I think of the finest, the first rusher I think of is Matt Kirak because he's had so much success with them. Including and then the ridiculous I, just, I, don't, I don't know who else to think about. That's so fair. It's, it's got to be Alex Blay next. got to be Alex Blay next, Blay, yeah. Chris there's Miard. nobody else that comes to mind. Chris Miard. Chris Miard, yeah, there we go. There's two, That's and true. Alex Blay, and no one else. Yeah. yeah, there's my top three. Yeah, it's perfect top three there. Well done, Eagle. I, I do I do one thing I do like about this All Stars team is that it's you mentioned yeah. about the the parity of rosters, they have Shell Cross on this roster, Blay on this roster, and they're still rolling along with the defense. Yeah, um, it's you know there was a a moment in time where uh, and uh, we saw uh, Flag One Sack One Championship. It kind of looked to me and uh, just in conversation with Kevin Wyatt after the championship game that they played um, this past winter mm-hmm. um, that it, it, it kind of had like Golden State Warriors vibes. Yeah, that's like, right. No, we're still that. here. Yeah. We're still here. We're still awesome. Um, we don't go believe about there was, there was There was a bit of like a, a, a chip on their shoulder of like, we're still us though, right? You know, like we're still finest. We're still all-stars, whatever you want to call it. Like we're yeah. still that, 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 that family, a team. Um, and um, again, it's it's been retooled. It's not it's not what it once was, but they're making it work, right? Yeah, yeah. Quay Johnson is like the Andrew Wiggins of this team. Quay Johnson, by the way, in that finals had uh, an absolute beauty of a catch, uh, and perfect ball placement by Kemba Wyeth. But um, yeah, like this is a team that is scoring, you know, forty points in the last three, forty forty plus points in the last three games. Uh, defensively, have been solid. Um, you know, I'd like to see they when they play the uh, on back-to-back days against Mokan, more problems. I want to see if if Dan Lazara can get over that All Stars hump. You know, yeah, um, I think Lazara wants in the finals though. He doesn't. Ki- I don't. Yeah, but yeah, like a win in the regular season would be nice. They lost them three times, and in, the way they've lost in, them in, though, in it's winter, been crazy, exactly. They so like Mary, <laughs> oh, but that's man. it. Like like he he must be pulling his hair out at this point, right? So like like I b- I'm curious to see when they get to that part of the schedule what that looks like. Um. You know, if more kind more problems sort of solve the issues, I guess so confused issues they've had. I'm like, man, am I in problem? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you're right, though. I, I think for Lazare... It, it, I think, actually, it's a description of my life because the more con, the more problems I have. For sure. So I, I think for Lazare, he's trying to find that unicorn, right? That yeah. He's trying to pretty much chase that unicorn in Kevin Wyeth. And, yeah, you're right. Th- those two games in mid-July will tell us where they stack up. But, look, I'll give you this before we move on to the next thing here. Lazar did beat the All Stars in the spring yeah. playoffs outdoors in dramatic fashion. So it isn't like a hex of like six, seven years he can't beat them. He's done no, it for sure. For sure, he's done it. It's, it's it is a team that uh, he has struggled with, like yeah. the, the the Wyatt versus Lazar matchup, um, and it's kind of like you know you have the young guy sort of making his name for himself, right? And then 
the old guard is still saying, well, no, it's not your turn yet. It's not your turn yet. And like, I, I feel like Lazara more than anything really it's, wants to. I wish we could get the video. I don't think we get can because yeah. copyright issues. There's that video, that classic video when the Broncos are playing the Raiders and the, and the Broncos are smoking the Raiders with Peyton Manning as quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Brock Osweiler went to go get his helmet. And then he thought he was going to come in at 48-16, fourth quarter. Gets his helmet. He turns around. And he's like, oh, bleep, because Peyton went back in. Yeah. That's what it is, right? Lazara is uh, the Osweiler trying to get that thrown in his favor. Yeah. Not exactly the reference I was looking for, but, you know. <laughs> All right, but quickly, be, uh, KGP plays uh, Party Crashers. Rematch of the playoff game from winter season, which came down to the last play where Fred Dupree got sacked by Julien Paymont, and that was it. And we know the rest is history. KGP winning that championship. I, I, I wanted to see Fred minimize his mistakes. Can Fred lock in and really... That's, that's the thing, though. That's... that's um, KGP, you have they just execute all the time, right? Like, nothing they do is particularly special, but they're insanely difficult to stop. And Fred Zubri, at his best, looks like he's one of the top QBs in FPF. And then he has the games where it falls apart, right? Um, And he went through most of last season not falling apart, to his credit. Most of last season, he looked like one of the best quarterbacks in FPF. And then come playoff time, it just wasn't that. And so I think KGP, just the high level of execution, we, we can't say enough about it. Um, they keep they're gonna run out of divisions to move up to at some point. They might be their own division by like <laughs> yeah, they might division KGP. Yeah, you know, just and them. uh, you know, they they look they're playing the they're they're playing the top of the top. You know, they they did lose handily to Mokan Mopaj, right? So like it's clear <sighs> names. Sorry, me. buddy, MKMP. But um, you know, I think I think Party Crash is more a team about their level. Um, How healthy is going to be Anthony Breezeball for this game? Well, that's because the thing. If he's not healthy, that really anchors their offense. Down. And li- even though they have Fifth Ferrand on the roster, who I love a lot as a, as a receiver, that catch in the finals was stupid. It's it's stupid crazy. It was yeah. like you know, anyway. But if they don't, and Emil Taifer as well is a good receiver. But that that, that Breezeball Taifer Ferrand tripod is a tough trio, which would be much more problematic for that KGB defense trying to contain those three guys if Fred has all three healthy ready to roll. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, look if Brevo's fully healthy, uh, you know, there's a slight edge probably with party crashes. But uh, again, KGP, it's the thing with them is it's not one guy. It, it's the way that offense can attack in different ways and um, and really just make you have a tough time out. It's like the, torture. Yeah, it's like Chinese Chinese water torture, right? The drips coming on your forehead. Yeah, they, they, constantly, they, and there's no you can be up on them by two scores, and they can come back and beat you yeah, by three. They're infuriating. It's I, I, that's a game I've circled that I I can't wait to see. Well, I won't be there for it, but I can't wait to hear about it. If Party Crashers can overcome KGP and oh, um, I'm there that day. So you get to watch it. Then yeah, it's between break. it's between my two games. There so you go. I'll Seven nine. Exactly. Yeah. It's now time for no nope. coed two. Oh, we did coed two though. No, we didn't. <laughs> I thought we did coed two. What did we talk about in coed? You're running the show, man. <laughs> you can put on the script. I think in coed two we only talked about. No, I, I, apologize. I apologize. I went off Iggy's co-ed questions. That's my. my oh, we only talked about Lori Willett's stats in co-ed too. Yeah, sorry the rest about of that. The rest of the. <laughs> I, kept, I apologize. Like, I kept putting in the, in the chat. Oh my! That chat. we haven't talked co-ed too. Oh, sorry, I didn't have a <laughs> Facebook on. Sorry, I- about that. Iggy has seen it, and the Eagle has <laughs> seen it. But <laughs> my not. bad. Sorry, I didn't realize. Co-ed two of the week. I apologize for that. We're, just, we, we're running a little long, so let's let's you know we'll yeah. we'll cover it a little bit. We'll we'll spend some more time on it next week, of course. No, we'll we'll, get, we'll give it its due wrap here now. Okay, so yeah. here, Coet two coming up uh, <laughs> right now. 
we see as you speak that there's already four teams of three plus wins, which I think is great for this division. Yeah. That creates that parity within the top four. But in the bottom half, we have Blue Wave, Gorillas, Iced Out. Are those teams anywhere in that discussion the top four? I think Gorillas and Iced Out are going to have a tough time. Um, Blue Wave, oh man, Iced Out's given up so many points. But uh, Blue Wave, they they have Gorillas uh, this this week, which is a game they can win. Um, the next time they... they Three hundreds after. I think, I think maybe Les Princesses is a team. No, not even. Oof. Yeah, th- there's there's just a, a division between um, the absolute top teams in division and uh, the lowest teams. Les Princesses, they just had some roster inconsistency, so I wonder which version of the roster we'll see week to week. Um, but generally, I think they'll they're still be better than Blue Wave. Uh I'll say this sorry piece Go quickly ahead. here for uh, for Blue Wave. Karianne Auger is an athlete and a half. Yeah. She was a baller in basketball playing at Three Rivers during her stage of career, then went to Laval University, distinguished career down there. She's off to a flying start with two touchdowns in five games, 14 catches. Yeah. Her and Marie's Paquette are yeah. creating a lot of difficulty. It, um, if I'm teams, look, I, again, I, the poaching is not as common because, you know, you keep within your, your crew most of the time here. But if I'm a team in a higher tier in the years to come, if she sticks around, Carrie Ann Auger is a, is a player that I would get because she's an athlete that can adapt. She's a high IQ athlete out there that can play well yeah. with anyone out there. Uh, Jonathan Cantin has been good on defense for them. Um, passing, he's been safe, but they haven't really scored um, enough. They they held three hundreds down to just thirteen points, which is impressive. But they only scored twelve, right? That's that's going to be uh, an issue for them. Um, you would have expected uh, a, a little more in this game. Um, yeah, some scorekeeper couldn't really un- didn't really understand what targets are apparently. Um, well, what happened? Is there an issue with targets? Every receiver had hundred hundred percent catch rate, but it w- Jonathan Cantain was nine for twenty. So unless he was just oh, throwing balls so away all game long. incomplete target of the receiver, yeah. right. That's still an issue with some of the scorekeepers. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll we will eventually. eventually. Maybe by 2025 we will. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. That's it, uh, but yeah, so 300s uh, was a good competition for them. I, I wonder if like they face them again in two weeks. I wonder if they can sort of flip the script and just be a little bit more efficient and win the game. So yeah. maybe they get two in a row here. Um, and that would... Um, just man, they they already lost the gorillas, so I don't know. It's 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 tough. I I, I like them, but I, I I do think there's a bit of inexperience um, for them at this point. Um, Sneaky snakes though are are a team that's still in that conversation at three and two. Um, they they waxed gorillas by forty one nothing here, but uh, they got the princess coming up, and then the gorillas again iced out three hundreds. They do have some games that they can win and really turn the tables around to be maybe a five to six, six, if not seven, one team going towards the end of the year. Yeah, look, they got a lot of uh, very useful two-way players like Jean Bru, uh, Marie-Lou Cote-Noel. Um, they're players that can play both sides. Um, I I like overall what they've done, that they're spreading the ball around. Uh, my Luke Hotel lead, needs, leads the team in, res, in uh, targets in 24 uh, but not far behind are, are people like Alexandra Vandenbosch uh, David Gaumont uh, Julien Brou, like, like they're, getting, they're getting everybody involved which is not always common in FPF um, so whether it's been David Brisson or, or Lorraine Lapointe that seems to be um, 
the the game plan. And like I know Lorian Lapointe wasn't as effective at quarterback, but both quarterbacks completed uh, you know, over sixty seven percent of their passes. Right. So that that's how you do that, right? You do that by using all the parts of your offense and that's what they've done. So sneaky snakes, um they th- they're gonna be solid. I don't know if they're really the top tier of the division, uh, like we expect uh from three hundred kiss my end zone to be. Um but you know, defensively they've been solid and they've done enough offensively to sort of separate themselves. Fair enough. It is now time for Games of the Week. Longest segment of the show. <laughs> I mean, is. yeah, but it's no, always it's the not as much. Of the show. That's like the winter season, right? Uh, hopefully, we actually have less games than usual, though, because we're not going to have games on Sunday, right? Uh, but yeah, a reminder there are no games for St. John Baptist weekend, so we're off Sunday back on Monday. And then Canada Day as well, same application. We're off Sunday back on Monday. So there is a weekend off for the athletes to enjoy with their family and friends. There we go. And happy St. John Baptiste to those who are going to celebrate this Friday. So we're going to start in co-ed one with the Justice League versus Easy Fun. Easy W. Easy Fun <laughs> is the team that's playing. <laughs> Not Easy W. Oh, Easy Fun. Easy Sorry. W would win that game easily. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Easy Fun. Sorry. I All right. We're going to go women's division. Les Petites Miettes versus Red Nation. Give me LPM. I'm going to go with Red Nation. Because they need to get this win. And then doubleheader, Red Nation, Villa. Villa. I'm going to say Red Nation need to get this win. I think they, they lose to Villa. All right. Well, there's Let's no go. consequences to what we say, so. No. Division <laughs> E, the Penetrators, Brewers. Penetrators. Penetrators. Scranton Stragglers, TB Elite. Scranton, uh, Scranton yeah. Cavalier de Rohan, QB Roulette. Well, if Rohan needs his win. The problem is they go with one quarterback this game, so I think uh, we're going to have to give it to Rohan. QB Roulette. Big Fat Bats, the Praetorian Guard. The Roman Guard Guards. Praetorian Guard. Magneto's Sizzle. Magneto's. Yeah, Magneto's. Mountain Goats, Big Fat Bats. Big Fat Bats. BFB. Cavalier de Rohan, Minkia FT. <laughs> Minkia FT. Uh, Les Petites Carottes, Brewers. Uh, the Carrots. Uh, yeah. And Minky FT, Mountain Goats. Uh, FT. Same. All right. Division D, Ghosts, Fourth and Schlong. Fourth and Schlong. Uh, just a reminder that these picks might be different from the ones in my article. So, Fourth and Schlong. Glory Boys, former All Stars. Uh, Glory, Glory Boys. Boys. Team Timbo, Peerless Scared. Timbo. Timbo. Wide Open it's Bar. Peerless Mad- Card, by the way. Mad Dogs. Sorry, you said who? Uh, wide Open Bar, Mad Dogs. Go Mad Dogs. Mad Dogs. Threat Level Midnight, V-Town. V-Town. Had a good night with J.D. Jolie uh, at, the, did, yeah. at the wedding, but unfortunately... I think he bailed early, no? Yeah. Well, his, uh, he has a pregnant wife. Oh, okay. So yeah. he had to leave early in the morning. Yeah. So congrats to them, by the way, and their uh, yeah, well, uh, nice. upcoming birth of their second child. It was fun at the table. Yeah. It was good times. Table. Good times. So you're taking V-Town? Yeah, yeah. V-Town. Okay. Replacements, <laughs> primetime. Primetime. I'm going to go primetime, yes. La Cité des Jetons, a wide open bar. Jetons. Jetons, I think they, they recover their offensive uh, prowess. Selwyn, Old Boys, Trap Stars. This is going to be a good game. Nope, Trap Stars by a lot. I, I take Trap Stars, but I think Selwyn, Old Boys will put up some numbers. Okay, bad well, numbers. Late, Tim t- Team Timbo. Team Timbo. Tim Timbo. Primetime, Undertakers. Ah. Uh, tricky, but I'll go with Undertakers. Uh, tricky, but I agree with Mo. K 
Killer Rays, Dirty Dogs. Rays. Rays. All right. Division C, Les Montagnards, Beer Belly Brigade. Montagnard. Montagnard. Vultures, Les Montagnards. Vultures. Beer Belly Brigade, the Infantry. Infantry. I think they just pick it up. I don't like it. They need to win. They're one and two. They need this win. They need this win. Doesn't mean you get it, though. I I need a million dollars. Well, you guys were. Uh, I need it. You, you guys were lavishing uh, on the weekend there. So <laughs> it's, uh, you guys could have. That's had why that. we need a million dollars. You guys yeah. could have gone across the street to the casino and won a, a million. I, I need to pay that that uh, hotel bill. So yeah, I'm picking infantry on this one. Uh, same, but I don't like it. Ravens, two inches, gang. Ravens. Ravens. Air Force One, hot sauce sports. I can't pick it, so hot sauce sports by fifty. I go with HSS. Uh, one step closer, blitzed buds. Blitz buds. BB. All right, and then we have hot sauce sports beer belly brigade. Can't pick it. Hot sauce sports by fifty. Yeah, we're going through the hot sauce. Hot sauce sports blitz buds. Can't pick it. Hot sauce sports by fifty. Blitz buds. Le Montagnard, the infantry. Talk about you playing three games. Three games like four days. Holy sleep. <laughs> right. Uh, next <laughs> game up. Uh, Montagnard, the infantry. Infantry. Montagnard. Division B, brand new Moretti Crime Family. This is going to be fascinating. Brand new. Moretti Crime Family. Silent Ticklers, Mangoose. Ticklers. Mangoose needs a win. So because they need it, they get I it. need it. Yeah, I go with them. And Thor's Hammer, Mangoose. Mangoose now needs a win because they lost. This. <laughs> no, no, they Thor, won. Thor's Hammer. So they don't Thor's. need it. So Thor's Hammer. Thor's I agree. Hammer. Thor's Hammer. Thor's Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't need it. All right, we're going to go uh, Division A, Party Crashers, KGP. KGP. Who needs it? KGP. KGP, baby. And Party Crashers, Mocons, Mo Problems. Mocons. MKMP. Yeah. And then last and definitely not forgotten and certainly not least, we have ourselves Coed 2, which I didn't <laughs> scroll down. Oh, which uh, uh, which Blue we, Wave. No, we, did. we did. Blue Wave Gorillas. Yeah, I give me Blue Wave. I know Blue Wave, yeah. And kiss my end zone three hunnas. Kiss my end zone. Yeah, my end zone. And that's going to be our games of the week. Uh, reminder uh, to all of the team captains: submit your rosters. Submit your rosters properly. There's the correct names for people. And do not play with players who are playing on other teams in the yeah. same division. Also, don't try and hide players. We catch you all the time. Um, Every time. Which is very, yeah, it's embarrassing. Uh, quickly here, games of the week is up and running. Eagle, the poll. I want to set up the poll. That's why. Yes, I mean, uh, actually, uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't see them going up. I know yeah. Chris Rive is filming them, but I don't know if there are people are voting on them. That's why I was trying to figure out. Anyway, I don't know. I don't, poll, I don't run that program. Votes. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's a media program. Yeah. If there's a poll, vote. Ask, ask the guy who runs the if media. If there's a poll, vote. That's what I'm trying. Why to are you not asking the guy who runs the media? I'm He's literally right by here. Saying if there's a poll, vote. I vote on other polls, Eagle. Was there a poll? Votes. I didn't see the poll. Vote. Yeah. All right, magic words, please. Um, it's St. John tomorrow. Uh, this Friday. Yeah, tomorrow because this show's on Thursday. It's St. John tomorrow. No, it's Friday. Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, Are yes, you? yes, yes. Tomorrow, Are yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, happy St. John. That's it, everyone. Now say it in the official language. What is it? Pas Saint Jean. Oh, yes. <laughs>